Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. G-Money's up front. I'll, I'll, put, you, I'll the, put you on. I'll put you on. You Maestro's, sure? Man. You forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought you oh, up there? Oh, man. You forgot? You forgot man. about Ghost? Oh, all right. Who is What's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, it was, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, I got it. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestro's with an S.com. I'm from Queens. G-Money! Yo. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? We back at it. Uh, you all right? How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. Gave, Help, us, a, gave us a scare, huh? I'm all right, Gave man. us a scare. Oh, My mom is crazy. Don't don't blame your moms, man. She's blame crazy, the shenanigans bro. that you want, man. What shenanigans I'm on? What I do? You went to the hospital and then let nobody know. I'm busting the blast out. I, even if you knew your mom's contacting me, man, why would you say, yo, Flip, I'm good? Don't worry. I was trying to tell her, like, yeah, what are you doing? You bugging <laughs> Why you calling Flip? It, it already happened already. Flip, why you ain't calling? I'm thinking this morning, like, what's up, man? I had to call you this afternoon. I had to let you get your time. Where you at? You good? I had to flip. I tried to play it off like I didn't know. Because you know, that's what we do. Sometimes we want you to tell us. Mm-hmm. And what's up? What happened? And, and, a, and a person like you, what you do is you stretch the conversation. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> like, you, you, you all right? What you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. No, what's what happened? Tell I'm, me what the fuck happened, bro. I'm I'm cool. I'm, I'm from Queens. I'm good, man. Good to see you, man. You nah, look healthy and all that. Nah, I feel healthy. good. I, I had a few little chest pains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wanted to go get checked out to make sure everything was good. Um, that's really it though. But we still here. The show must go on. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was last night. Today we back. We got a good guest on the show. I'm ready to turn yeah, up. I don't know if he's a good guest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, I heard he's a good guy. I, I pe- did too, but man, he, he I know like, people yeah, who know who know his peoples, and then they, he, they he gave me know. a run around, man, for a while, man. You know, I called yeah, my homegirl up, and this. you know, she said she said he she's like one of his best friends or something like that. You know, I don't, you know, so I had to, I had, to, I had to do some some research. Now he gonna look, look, let's call it. Now he looking at that, look, he looking at that, trying to figure out who this is. He's trying to figure it out. Yo, yo, you can't talk to the guests before we do the introduction, bro. That's true. That's true. I'm slipping. You know, I think all of the all of the you know being in the ER, all the fumes and everything coming around, gotta. Got a little crazy. I see you have a, uh, somebody new here today. Shot my homegirl Michelle one time. She's in the Michelle, building. Michelle, round of applause for Michelle. One time. One time, you know hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, excuse me, sir. We didn't introduce you yet. Oh, okay. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so shout out to her. What, 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 what is Michelle here to do today? Because you always come up with some new people. Always? So, uh, uh, well, yeah, well, uh, is she here to stay? Like, what were we doing? Like, <laughs> let's stop stay. playing the game. Is she here to stay? Is she temporary? I don't know. We got to see this. She, she does a lot of uh, camera work for a lot of different shows and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have her today. You're lucky to have her? Hold yeah, on. I'm lucky to have her I, today. I, 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 we ain't giving her all that. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't giving her all that. You're bugging. I'm lucky to have her, man. I mean, She lucky know, to be here. I don't want to name drop, man. You know, Dr. Oz show. Different stuff. Oh, oh. I don't want to be out here. Yeah, G. Like that, you know? G. We got to turn the speakers on. Oh, let me t- we got to turn the speakers on. Let me Yo, can we turn the speakers speaker on real quick? Let me turn the I mean, I don't worry about it. Close. Take it easy. It's on. Take it down. Yo, G. What's up? Dr. Who? Nobody. 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 Dr. Oz is ill. I don't, you, you heard him before? Yeah, I heard of him. Oh, just, I don't know. So, that's what she does, basically. Yeah. Well, she, she doing behind the scenes for me, so she came and helped me down with behind the Where scenes. Where you met at? Um, at Queens Library. <laughs> what happened? Who meets in the library, bro? This is not the 40s, bro. <laughs> come on, man. I can't go to the library. <laughs> you could. Like, come on, it's 40. But shout out to her. Congratulations, man. She definitely have good energy. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Hopefully we see her, you know, 
More. Should be really? back. Can, can I can I shout out my sponsors at one time? Oh my god, man. I got a new uh uh sponsor sound effect too, but we can't hear it in the room, but I'm gonna play anyway. Are we able to hear the sound effects in the other room? Shout out to Trap Safely NYC. You know what I'm Are saying? We, in the other room, Bob? we good? Alright, the speaker. For some reason it only works when when Ebok turns the speaker on. When I yeah, turn the speaker, yeah. it does not work. There we go. Oh, That's the problem. Man. <laughs> you, he, he went down there, pause. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let, me, let me hit a new joint. Let me see. Where we at? Hold on. Let me have to restart. <laughs> Don't sell no crack over here, Bach, please. Anyway, shout out to today's sponsors for 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 me, not not for Flip, because he doesn't take sponsors uh, too much. Yo. But shout out to uh Trap Safely NYC on Instagram. You know yo, what I'm yo, saying? Yo, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Are they paying you good, bro? You, you didn't hit a cash app or uh, thing? Uh, Yo, stop calling. Cause they, yo, I, your sponsors is at me. Tell them don't at me, bro. Tell them don't at me. They, they sponsor you. They're not sponsoring the show. Don't at Queens Flip, y'all. Just at they me. At me, was a disrespectful, like, yo, we got him and all that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't disrespect me like that. Yo, yo we, get, we got on the show. What's crazy, I, I'm going to put the guests on. You know, I'm, I'm a side talk to the guests a little bit okay, before yeah, we get yeah. started. So the, the people, the people they, they hate that he does this, but they like it. Like, the sponsors like to give me more sponsors because he does this. So it's, it's it's crazy. But shout out to Trap Safely yeah, NYC. Man. You know what I'm saying? Trap <laughs> Trap stands for take risk and prosper. It's not it's not like real you know trap trap. You know they ain't trapping. They out here selling good clothing. Shout to. Huh? I'm not, I'm oh, <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Trap Safely one time on the sponsor there. All right, you come back. Come on, man. Yo, shout out to all your sponsors. Actually, somebody hit me up like yo yo we, we can spot like. Don't try to bamboozle the sponsor me by thinking I'm mad so you want to feel bad pity sponsor. If you stop playing, we sponsor you, man. Get out. Who are they talking about, man? Flip going flip to let sponsor who he want to let sponsor. That's, that's what he going to do. Nah, but shout out to your sponsors, though. Sure, I, sure. Obviously, you know, you, you've been having a lot of that. You've been doing a great thing. You know, it's it's funny. And we want to get to our guests, but in corporate world, you know, it's supposed to go through certain channels. But you're just, you go straight to the horse. <laughs> And you're not telling us how much money you're making. You're I, just... I have an assistant, for, so it's not coming straight to me. They, you know, they gotta go to the email and talk to this person, and talk to this person, and that person. Well, we talk about the money, the transaction, and the money. What you want? I mean, what you want to do? How much you want to give you a cut? I mean, which one? <laughs> you want to give me a cut or something? What you want to do, man? What you doing? Uh, what you doing over here? Hold on. You want to give me a cut or something? So, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait but what, what? How much? What? What? What are we doing, man? Is, is it? Is it? Is it looking? Are, are they? Are they taking care of you? Yeah. G money. Yo. Episode one, three, seven. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Yeah. What's up? Yo, hold up. What's up? Let's introduce you, bro. <laughs> My man, BX in the building is BX. Yes, sir. B BX and B next. Mm, heard you. Sold not for sale. You already. One of the leading. I don't know if you consider himself an activist, but I do. I call myself a raptivist. A raptivist. Mm. The leading raptivist in New York state. My man, my son, the general in the building. Yeah, 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 my son, yeah, yeah, what's up, yeah. man? What's happening, Flip? 
I'm here, man. I'm hey, here. It took, it took you a while. I'm here. You know, <laughs> it, took, it took you a while to get here. Welcome, you know? welcome, welcome. Good thing come to those who wait. I'm here. Oh, oh you know what I'm talking about? Gee. I like you chill. You don't have it. I have it, G. I know it was good. It came smooth. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Damn. How you doing, man? How's everything? Welcome to flip the script. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, though. Thanks. For so how you feeling, sir? You because last last few shows we've kind of been back and forth. You want you want to go right to the you want to jump right into the water, the hot water, or you you want to you want to ease them in on the show? Pause. Nah, I definitely want to um, I definitely want to take our time with this. Okay. Um, he's a guy that you know Respect knowledgeable. It. I want to take our time. I want us to go. You know the format. All right, the cool, cool, format, cool. Because you know we did switch up the format. Yeah, the last I just want to make sure. Yeah. For, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, yes. All right, so we already heard you from the Bronx, born and raised. Born and raised. All right, so uh, take us back to your childhood one time. Take us back to to my song before the the raptivists, before the before the uh, before the deals, before the disc records, and uh, you know what I'm saying all that all that stuff. Um, born and raised in the Bronx, high bridge section. Um, grew up in the hood, pretty much. What was the household like? Playing. Both parents in the household. Or? Um, my father died OD when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Where I found him dead on my couch from an overdose at 11. Um, my mother was running around crazy after he died. So from that probably like the age of 11 till I was like grown, I was on my own pretty much. Like, you know, mm. I had a younger sister and I pretty much took care of everything by myself. So it's just you and your sister? That's it? Yeah. Until I, matter of fact, my sister. Until I was, my my mother had two more kids when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So my, my younger brothers came when I was 18 years old. Take um, us to that day though real quick. You know, you mentioned your, 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 you witnessed your pops OD. Like, I didn't witness him OD, I just found him dead. Found him dead, okay. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because the story is the day before I found him dead, he was supposed to meet me to take me shopping for school. So we wasn't living in the same house. He was living in our house, and we was living in my grandmother's house. My mother and father were separated. So I, I called him all day, and he wasn't answering the phone. I just had this crazy feeling like something was wrong with him. So I remember like probably like 8 o'clock at nighttime, I call him. He don't answer, and I just bust out crying. I'm just crying like crazy. My mother's like, what's wrong? Like, something wrong with my dad. And she's like, why? Why are you saying that? I'm like, I just know. I just feel it like it's something wrong with him, like, he don't just not answer my calls like this, you know what I'm saying? And but it just it was just it was bigger than that. It just I knew something was wrong. Right. So the next day I went to school. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna go check on him. I'm gonna go check on him." But the whole day, like, I just knew he was dead. Like it was the weirdest mm-hmm. shit. The day I I went to school, we have like recess time, and I'm talking to my friend, my best friend, who who passed away actually in a car crash. But um, we, I'm talking to him. He's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, your son wrote my father. I think my father died. I remember saying that shit to him. And probably like 15 minutes after that, my mother knocks on the door. But I just kept looking at the door because I knew she was coming. Like I knew she was coming to tell me some bad news. So I'm watching the door, waiting for somebody come to tell me something's wrong. And mm. next day I know she came it's like, and said it. And I don't think I was surprised. I didn't even cry after. I cried so much the night before that I didn't cry from there. You know what I'm saying? I think I had already came to terms. So when I went... We went to my house, and before any of the coroner, police, anybody had got there. No, the police had got there before the coroner got there, though. So 
I was staying, we was in the hallway, and they didn't want to let me go in the house. And I was like, I need to go in, I want to see my father. You know, and I remember just seeing him there, like, his body was like, you know, had already rigor mortis. I think he was dead for like a day or two already. So it was like, it was it was different. It was a different situation. Were you close to your father? Definitely. My father was probably like the closest person to me. Mm. What, what 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 what's your background ethnicity like? Where are you? Um, I'm black. I'm black. Down south. Down yeah. south. Got it. Whole and you were close. You were close to him. Yeah, real close to him. And um, him and your mom was going through issues. That's why they went. You mm-hmm. went to move at your grandmother's house. Yep. And then he stayed at the house. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, and then what did that? What did that put you in your mind frame? Seeing him that day like that. What did that put you? Well, it always put me because all the time he always would say, "Yo, you when I'm not here, you the man of the house. You know, you the man of the house." He always was big on manhood and and taking care of your sister and your mother. Like he always, even from a young age, that was something he instilled in me. So at that point, I just kept saying to myself, "I got to take care of my mother and my sister." My dad told me I got to take care of them. So immediately, my mind frame just kicked into that. Yeah. So that did that turn you to the streets, or you know? I mean, the street. It wasn't nothing else. We ain't have nothing. This mm. Poverty turned me to the streets. It wasn't so much of that. It's just understanding that, nigga, we on welfare. My mother's in the streets, still getting high. My father done OD'd. It's just me and my sister. Like, how we gonna eat if I don't get in the streets? I have an honest question. I, I, I never, you know, and this sounds crazy, but when a, when, when a kid living. As a kid living with a parent that gets high, what what is what changes in a household? What do you can you be? Because some kids weren't able to tell. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Are you able to tell your parents? Oh, I was because they everything about them changes. The whole energy changes. The way they look, the way they talk changes. It's a certain look that they have that you know. They don't even you know when you're young, and you go through that. They only want to look at you because they know that you could tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a shame look that they look at you. They, they try to stay away from you and avoid you because they know that you can tell after a certain time. So, yeah, a lot changes. The, the conditions in your house change. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not home two or three days and shit like that. Things change. You know, you you realize that. So, at what age did you did, did you kind of realize that your parents were on drugs and stuff like that? Um, Probably, like, I want to say, like, like nine or ten, eight, nine, like around that age, I right, started right. be able to tell the difference and see something was wrong. Did you view them differently once you, once you kind of figured it out, or you kind of just like okay, you know, you kind of just dealt with it and kept pushing? I mean, I, I guess I kind of dealt with it. You know, it wasn't much else you could do. You know, right, right. You know, they were still your mother and father, so they were still in control of me. I was, I was young, but I was forced to like grow up fast, so. You know, you deal, you angry, you mad, you embarrassed, you know. Mm. It's a bunch of little different emotions that you go through. Moving forward, you know, your father passes away. Mm-hmm. You're in the streets now. Like, my, Mama Love is outside now. Do you have any friends that's in the business? What, what, what part of the streets you come in? Do you become a hustler? I mean... Do you, do you become a I was a always kid? Like, when I was young, we more was into sticking up in the Bronx and robbing and doing shit like that and stealing. We used to call it thiefing. When we was young, we used to, like, go to 42nd Street and rob video games. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we we had a whole system set up where we knew how to get in to the back of the video games. We'll go down there with book bags, and my man knew how to break open the back of the video games, be in the shit while we playing the games, and we robbing for thousands of dollars, like four or five games. Man. You know what I'm saying? We would, that was that was one of our main hustles. Or we do shit like I was always the youngest one. We had like three or four of us, and I would bump into somebody, and he'd try to pick on me. They'd jump on. We were all like. Shit like that when we was young. That was the main thing. And um, then my other friends, when they started really selling drugs, I really wasn't into drugs, selling drugs because of the shit it was going through, that I was going through in my house. So it was like, it was conf- it was I was conflicted. It took me to damn near like 19 to actually get into drugs. You know, the rest of the street shit I was more into, but drugs, like some shit I just didn't want a lot to do. And a lot, two of my best friends was like, the niggas that ran the block. So I remember when they first started, they was like, yo, we gonna get rich with this. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It's crack, nigga showed me some shit. I'm like, what? And then when the way the shit started happening in the hood and when my mother and them was getting on that shit, I just didn't want them to do it. It wasn't, it didn't go with my moral compass at that point. You know, so I watched them niggas blow up and own the block. And they were like, yo, you wanna, I was, but they didn't really want, but I was always the smartest, the most athletic, the nigga that they was like, yo, we ain't gonna, we gonna give you money, whatever you need, you good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, but we was all in the streets. So I was always athletic. I was always, I was good with my hands and fighting. I had a quick temper, and these was my best friends. So they ran the block and hustled all the shit, and they was my best friends. So mm. just by osmosis, I was just in the streets all the time. Mm. So. <clears throat> When you started, like you, used to, when you started getting into the whole rapping and stuff, as far as like, battle um, rap, battle, I got, it started with battle rap, yes. I don't know if it started. I, I was rapping in high school, you know what I'm saying. My uh, my boy Doc was one of the first person I, I met. I was rapping before high school. I used to rap. I had a group with my man Lacey that I used to live down the block, and we had we had formed the group. We just started rapping. My man June Brown, God bless the dead, was like probably. Bronx legend. He was like one of the dopest rappers in the Bronx. He used to be like Missy's hype man and shit like that, but he passed away a few years ago. But he was so dope and he lived right downstairs from me. He used to come to my house with books of rhymes and just spit rhymes to me all day. And I was like, this nigga's phenomenal. Like, he was just, he had melodies. He had, like, he had everything that you could think of. And um, so after I leave him, I just go home and start writing little rhymes. And I would let him hear. And he'd be like, that shit's kind of dope. And I never used to let a lot of people hear. Then me and my man Lacey started going to the studio and recording shit. Then when I was in high school, my man Doc was cool with Mace. So Mace came to play. We I used to go to Martin Luther King and Mace used to go to Omahan Center. So they had came mm-hmm. to play us one day. And it was we was in the, in the bleachers rhyming. He's like, I had Mace, spit that shit that you let me hear. And then he used to throw, he used to always throw me in the motherfucking writing fire, like, hey, spit that shit you let me hear. And then he started, I started building confidence from there. Then my other OG, O-Day, then me and my man Verge formed the group. And then I formed a group called, you know, um, The Cartel with some other niggas from across town. And they met with my then, my soon-to-be manager. Like, he was a dude from, he was actually from Queens Mm. that was getting money back in the days, my man Tone. He was he came he had just came home and he was connected with with puffing them. So they he heard them rhyme and they was like, Yo, you gotta hear my nigga Mice. So he brought me to them 
I mean, they brought me to him, and then he was like, yo, took me straight, straight to the labels. He took me to Puff, took me to Jermaine Dupree, had me in everybody's office mm. in, like, one day. And then next thing I know, you know, people was trying to sign me, but it started, it, I got... I got bigger because I had a, a um, battle with Sean. That's when they had Justin's. You know, oh, when Puff had Justin's, they used to have industry night. And they, him and Nori was outside. Shout out to Nori. They was outside, like, rhyming to each other. And then I just came out there and just jumped in the cypher. Because I'm a young, hungry nigga. I was like, Sean had just got a million-dollar deal. I did, everybody running around talking about that shit. So I just jumped in the cypher, and it just started a bidding war. Everybody started talking about it. Yeah, it came from there. We we not gonna let you pass. What do you mean? You, you did you battle him? I mean, I don't know if you call it battling, but you know, I I, I, I think I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you call. Yeah, matter of fact, we battled. We battled pretty much. You know. And 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 who came out victorious? I did. I did. He'll admit that. I mean, Sean ain't gonna lie to you about that. Sean <laughs> a real nigga. And we became we became pretty much best friends after a little turbulence, but we became like real real close. That you mean a little turbulence? Up. Like, you know, you know, people gash it up because we had a battle. It started going around the industry, everybody, and then niggas saying he ate me. Then his man's that nigga. Then we we almost me and one of his mans was at Puff House in the Hamptons. I know what you're talking about. And um, his man, I went to give him a pound. His man was like, "Fuck that nigga, a nigga giving you fake love, Fuck that nigga." So me and him mm -hmm. got into it. So. You know, I'm like, let's go outside. I'm not going to disrespect Puff House. Let's just go outside. So we about to get into it. Niggas come break it up. Like, we was about to, it was about to, it, I had a bunch of my niggas. They had all they niggas. It was about to be, like, a real war out there. And then somebody broke it up. Then we, they pulled us to the side. Me and him squashed our beef. Then me and Sean was running around with Mace at the same time. So we became real close. I was in the studio with him with his, like, you know, when he was doing his first album and everything. But wait, but wait, but wait. At the time, <clears throat> you mean when Sean came up with Bad Boys? Mm-hmm. Mace was around? I thought he left at that time. No, he was running around. Mace had pretty much had both of us under his wing. That was in like 98. Like 98, 99, Mace, that's when Mace retired. I remember Mace called me when he retired. I was in L.A. and he called me. It was like he was retiring. And then he did the interview on Hot 97. So, so you battled. Uh, so during this time, you were in the streets, mm -hmm. right? You was you, were you in the streets? Like, what were you doing mm -hmm. in the streets? I mean, I, I, stuff, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So you was in the streets doing stuff. Uh -huh. You could say, nigga shit. Yeah, nigga shit. And but you were trying to. You were working your way to get into the music industry. That was your goal. I mean, we was. I was. I was good. So niggas always, me and we had a team, you know, but at the end of the day, niggas were still trying to find a way to eat. So we making little trips, doing different shit. What made you good, my son? I just was, like, I don't know. Like, don't, don't sell praises here, bro. I'm just trying to don't, tell you. I mean, I'm I just telling you what the people nice, said. Actually, what made you good? The people said it. You know, Who was the it, people? Um, there, was no, there was no internet back then. It wasn't, that's what I'm trying to tell you. The streets just, was just talking. That's why it was for real. It wasn't like the internet where your shit, like nigga, when I went to a block and it was a battle, I remember, God bless the dead. Primo will tell you about this premiere. It was me, Big L, um, AG, Showbiz, um, God Bless the Dead, Party Artie. Um, who else was there? Lord Finesse. It was, we was in the Bronx. We just on the corner rhyming. And 
I went over to that cipher, killed that cipher. Then there was another cipher, DMX and Dragon was in front of two dragons. They used to have this tattoo spot in the Bronx called Two Dragons, and they was in there, and I came in that cipher mm -hmm. to where niggas was like, damn, I don't even know who won this cipher. And DMX took me under his wing, had me going two tour dates with him, running around, we did music together. So the Rough Riders used to always call me to the studio mm -hmm. to, to battle niggas. Like, I would, this is what I did. So you and Sean Squashy, I became cool. Like, give us some of the, because we asked the audience questions and they mentioned that about you said that after the Funk Flex freestyle that you battled DMX. So do you call it battling or ciphers? It was a cipher. It wasn't. I mean, but that's what it was. It, it was. It wasn't so much me and him was battling. We didn't come to battle. He was spitting. I was spitting the cipher every time. Like that's what it was back then. It wasn't so much as battling as it was a, a cipher, unless it was a particular battle that niggas called him, like, y'all two battle. Right, right. I've got, got my money on him. But if you walk in the cypher and X is in the cypher, more than likely. All men for, the, all men for themselves. Exactly. So, so niggas going, if, if, if that's what it would be, it'd be start out five niggas, X always just walk in the cypher and just start spitting. <sighs> then niggas start spitting and then slowly we niggas are weaning themselves out. Because mm -hmm. they had two, one or two good rhymes and niggas stop really wanting to hear them. And then it'd be, They'll tell niggas to back out. Nah, just let these two niggas go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like go back and forth. And then, you know, the, the streets would pick who won. It wasn't like, you know, like it is now, but that's how it was back then. So, oh, I'm sorry, G. Mm. Um, may, so, Sean, you and you and Sean, you and Sean, uh, Mace is rocking with you guys, mm -hmm. right? And then um, he, he retired before you went with X and them. He retired. It w it wasn't the thing was this. I was I was supposed to get signed to Rough Riders. Like originally before I signed to Chris Lighty and Def Jam, but before that, the Rough Riders was origi originally who I wanted to sign. But at that time, I just felt like I I had my own niche, and they had already had DMX and they had the locks. So I'm like, I don't want to go to somebody else shit. I want to build my own. I got I want what they got. You know what I'm saying? I had my own team. We had some my team called the Problem Children. Like I felt like I was a big enough artist to b do the same shit that they was doing, and I felt like I had that same level of buzz and anticipation. You know, and had I got locked locked up, I would have did it. But that's the only reason I didn't go to Rough Riders. So I was running around with all all of the top niggas was with me. Like Mace, I used to go to be with Mason, like help him A and R shit because I was. I knew what I was doing. Like, niggas respected what I did. So Mesa called me, be like, yo, I got some shit I want you to hear. Boom, I go to, we went to the Bahamas. I was with him when he started doing his whole second album. Like, I was, like, helping him. Not He was writing his own shit. I don't want nobody to say, I ain't writing none of his lyrics or nothing, but mm -hmm. he'll let me hear shit. I'm like, what you think? I'm like, oh, do something like this, or this and that. So I was with him like that. Then when I started with X, after we did a cypher, he was like, yo, this nigga, he gonna be one of them dudes. So. He was like, yo, come to the studio. Or I'm in I'm on tour over here. Come over here. You know what I'm saying? Had me with him. The only time I ever smoked weed in my life was with X. Hmm. In Vegas. He had me in Vegas. Smoked weed and I almost had <laughs> was hallucinating. So People what made you want to be part of the Rough Riders then? Because they fit what I did. Like we they were street niggas like me. They was D and Y was straight up street niggas. They wasn't no games. They was men. They don't play no games with you. What they were was they bond. They carried themselves the same way I did. And it wasn't too many niggas in the industry that was like that. It was a bunch of niggas that smiled and, hey, let's do this. And 
run and they lied. It was just a bunch of sucker shit. But before we get into that, when when Mace when when Mace called you and told you because because you uh you were with, with Mace and you you did the thing with X and then you said you was hanging out with X. But when Mace called you mm-hmm. and told you he was gonna retire, what did you say to him? I mean, I told him if that's what you want to do, man. You know, if that if that's what makes sense to you, he was like he just tired of the shit. You know, he was just like just tired, man. It's like it was right after, you know, um. It was no. When was it? it? Was I don't know. I don't want to say because I don't know. I don't know if it was after Lottie died or before Lottie died. I don't know what happened. I think it was before Lottie passed away, and um, it was just so much shit going on in Harlem, like you know. And um, he was just like, yo, I'm tired of this shit, Mike. It's like a niggas I fuck with, niggas I came in the game, I'm beefing with, niggas I, that I call brothers. Like it just wasn't fun for him no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's just not fun. You know, I'm just ready to lead this shit. And then later on that day, he had did an interview on Hot Nights. He said, you going to hear about it? And then when I got back, niggas like, yo, nigga Mace just retired. You know, so Mace, me and Mace was always, like, real close. So he used to always call me about shit like that. Yeah, I saw you in the comments over there <laughs> talking to his sister and shit. Yeah, Stacey's like my sister. That's family. So now you now you with you, 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 Rough Riders, right? But they basing they basing you running around with them based off of you hanging out in the cipher because you I you didn't say anything that you had any records out at the time. Yet. No, I didn't. I'm trying to tell you like th- that hood was the first the hood was the first record I dropped, you know. And I wasn't even home. I went to jail probably like I want to say like a month after that record. Dropped. No, I understand Not even that. But I'm saying that these th- niggas bought you made me as a rough rider. Yeah. yeah Niggas brought you along because of how you rapped in a cipher, though. When you didn't have any, cause, yeah, because you didn't have any record. But how you, yeah. you know, how you was in the most cipher. of for the most part, like people that went to the studio with me that heard music knew. But prior to that, it was just being in ciphers. Real quick, did you ever battle anyone for real? I heard you was battling. I mean, I battled a bunch of people. Like it was, they used to always call me. Me and Gilly had a battle, and he run around saying that he killed me. But it was one one. We had a battle. Um, we had two battles actually. We had a battle in um, in Def Jam, mm-hmm. and then um, right after Def Jam battle, Puff calls me and said that that um, Gilly and I was in his studio with Tony Draper. Like, yo, these niggas want to battle you, blah blah blah. And I'm like, where? And he's like, yeah, they said they beat you already. And I'm like, yeah, it was it was a bias, it was a bias win because, mm-hmm. you know, Fendi was Fendi was managing Gilly, and um, he was up there, and Dame Dash and Jay. They want Dame Dash and Jay was supposed to be the judges. So I'm there by myself, you know, just spitting. It's, it's like me and one other nigga. He got his whole crew. They ad living all this shit. He was nice. I'm not taking that from him. So Dame Jay didn't want to judge it. Jay was like, I ain't judging that, you mm-hmm. know. And he let Dame and Dame was like, I, right, you know, based on you know the way that they did this, I gotta give it to him. So I'm like, all right, cool. I wasn't feeling it. But cool. Then um, Puff called me to the studio like, yo, these niggas in here bragging, told me they beat you. I don't think he can fuck with you. I got 5,000 on. I said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Mm. So I came to the studio. We battled that day. And I won. He wanted to act like it didn't happen. He said, nah, we didn't, it didn't win. We ended it because niggas said Puff was trying. I said, Puff wasn't even the judge. 
See, what happened was, which he don't remember, we was inside the studio by ourselves. So it wasn't based on no crowd participation or that shit. That me and him was in the studio. We rhyming on the mic, and they outside the booth. Mm-hmm. So we don't get to hear, we don't get to see their reaction until it's over. So one person would listen to everybody judge, and they would come in the room and say who won that round. So I won two to two to one, so you know what I'm saying. And from there, it was that was that's how it ended. So it was one one. So that was one of the battles I did. Real quick, so b- back then, like you know, I know now the way they battle now is kind of like they gotta they they prep it and you know they, you see who you battling, you kind of get write some stuff, do research. Yeah, before it was just about who had better rhymes. It wasn't structuring it for one nigga. Like whoever had the best rhymes that was in the cipher, you know, most of the shit wasn't all the way geared towards you per se. It was right, just. Right. You had battle rhymes that you would say in the cipher to whoever was there. Mm. You know, so it's different now. Now you get days and weeks to look at a nigga and come up with all types of schemes and all that shit. It wasn't like that before. So <clears throat> you battle him. Mm-hmm. He beat you the first time. Mm-hmm. You think you won the second? No, time. I know I won. I ain't got to think anything. <laughs> Michael, slow down. Don't, don't come at me like that. I'm just trying to tell you the facts. <laughs> so, you, uh, so you beat Gilly the second time. Yeah. And but did, was there any? You said Puffy had five thousand on this. Was yeah. there any money exchange? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I think. I think that. that Tony Draper didn't want to pay. He's like, nah, y'all jerked us. Nah, you had your people here. See, we ain't, and Puff was like, Puff wasn't going to fight the nigga over no money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these both, at that time, they was already getting a bunch of bread. So he like, I ain't going to fight you over the bread. But you lost. You know what I'm saying? So they like, yo, he ain't exchanged no money. So I'm like, yeah, you, he wasn't going to argue. Like, the people chose you argue and say, nah, that shit is no good. They cheating. So cool. He let he let it go. But I know who won the battle. So t- tell us, tell us now, after that, tell us how you got on the. On the hood, like tell us, you know. I mean, I was, cause I was nice, man. I was in ciphers. They called me one day. I was in my house. Flip, flip, flip. They called me. Yo, Mike, what you doing? I got this song. I want you to jump on. I come to the Rough Rider Studio. I went down to Rough Rider Studio. Originally, Kiss was on the song, so it was Kiss, Beans, Drag. And I don't know who it was. My man, New Child, and Infrared. So when I heard it, I was like, "All right." It took about maybe twenty minutes. Matter of fact, they gave me the beat first. I didn't know who was on the song. I was in Miami, and they get they sent me the beat. Like, yo, I want you to here's I need you to put sixteen on it. So I wrote the beat. I wrote the shit in Miami. So when I got back to the studio, then probably think I was out there for a Super Bowl or something. I forgot what we was out there for. And then when I came back from Miami, went straight to the studio. I actually laid the shit one take. One take, laid the shit. Then they was like, yo, this shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I felt real confident about the verse. And then they was calling me like, yo, everybody fucking with this verse. You know, Swiss fuck, because Swiss made the beat. Yo, Swiss love this shit. Uh and I had never heard it outside the studio until God bless the dead. I was on, it was 19, this was 99, right before I got locked up. Puerto Rican Day Parade. I was on the float with Pun. Pun had, you know, had me on his float. It was me, Pun, I think Eve, Swiss, Mashonda. Um, it was a bunch of us, and we was just all on the same float. And then they started playing the song. And they was just like, 
And I was amped. That was like the first time, like the public, I heard my music like really being played like that. So that shit kind of got me amped up. So, yeah. So what changed for you? Um, what changed for you personally once your record started getting? Some, I mean, some, but some the stuff? thing is, I never got to feel that. I got locked up probably two weeks after that. Oh wow! For, for armed robbery. Oh. Uh-huh. So. But it was some shit I didn't even do though. I was I was fighting a case from '97. Mm-hmm. I had I, I had a case from '97, and then one. Um. From that, from '98, so they combined two cases that was some shit that I never. What even they did. accused you of doing in '97? Can you talk about it? They accused me of arm robbing a cab driver. So how you know you ain't do it? Cause I didn't arm rob no cab driver. That wasn't my thing. I wasn't a nigga that robbed cab. How you know you ain't do it? So wait, time out. So you trying to say that you went down for somebody else doing it? You had. I, I mean, obviously, cause I ain't do it. So you wasn't in the vicinity or nothing. Well, let me put it this way. Yeah, because you know I don't want to. Because we know how you are with your principles and morals. No, no, we are gonna so keep we, it a hundred. Yeah, please, please. So the first, I had two different cases. The first case, it was me and a cab driver got into a, a, a argument. No, no, listen. Let me I'm explain to you. What I'm listening. We got into an argument. New Year's Day. I'm me and my baby mother is chilling somewhere. I call a cab. Nigga don't want to. He comes. No, no. This what happened. What happened was the same, no, let me think. Let me make sure I got the story right. Take your time, bro. No, 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 because this is this is simple. It ain't about the robbery. It's just the, the chain of events so you can understand the, the chain prison, of events. Okay, the chain of events that happened. The chain of events. So my baby mother was pregnant. So this same cab driver was, he worked at the base in the hood. I got it. I got it. So I'm, she's at work. She worked at the movie theater at that time. So I'm calling the cab, go to the cab base to get a cab. So I come out, the nigga sees me, they like, he right there. So he drives off. Nigga leaves me. So he comes back around. Nigga drives off, come back around and picks up some girl and leaves me standing there. So I remember the nigga that's sitting there. So fast forward about a week later, I call a cab from my grandmother's house because we spent New Year's in my grandmother's house. She had some fucking corn liquor and some shit from down south. So I'm twisted. So you know the cabs in New Year's, it's almost impossible to get a cab. So not only was it possible to get a cab, this same cab driver comes to the house with me, I mean, to pick us up. So I'm like, yo, this is the same cab driver. I'm telling her in the cab, I'm like, this same nigga wouldn't went and picked me up the day, remember? You told me you was having contractions. I'm trying to get to you. So we laughing about it. So boom, the cab ride is usually about $10. We get, we get, um, to the house, the nigga tells me $25 because it's New Year's. And I'm, I'm not giving you $25. You out of your mind. I'm like, this is a $10 ride. I gave, I gave him $12. It got out the cab. Nigga gets out the cab with a bat. Chases me with the bat. My baby mother runs in the building. Nigga swings it. Boom, I weave it. Like, he was really trying to hit me. So we on the side of the curb. I run. Boom, I bang my fucking foot on the curb. Broke my toe. I had to go to high school. I ran somehow. I kicked the curb, run, get into the building. Boom. I run, I get into the building. My toe is broken. I'm on crutches for like three weeks. So ironically, I'm in the hood again. Boom. I just, I was going, I don't know, had a pocket full of money. You know, so we gambling. So I'm in the hood gambling. Boom, boom, boom. 
Same cab driver pulls up to buy weed from my man. This guy, he working hard, man. He pulls up to buy weed. Now, I don't even notice him. I'm gambling. My baby mother sees him. She's like, yo, ain't that the same cab driver, nigga? So I'm like, what? Who? So I look. I'm like, oh, that is. So he buying weed from my man. So she like, yo. I'm like, don't say nothing. Just get the nigga cab number. Because we outside in the hood now. I'm not going to do nothing right here. I don't want the nigga to. We, this is where we live at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't stupid. I'm like, I'm going to call that nigga from somewhere else. And I'm going to catch that nigga. And I'm going to do him dirty. But I'm not doing nothing. Here's a bunch of shit out here. So, you know, girls don't listen. They never listen to nothing. She goes, tell my mans in them. Yo, that's the cab driver nigga that chased Mike's. Boom, boom, boom. Then he had his, his leg broke. Remember, remember? I'm gambling. I turn around. They got the nigga surrounded. Yo, you chase my man? He like, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, yo. So I walk over there to try to defuse it. Now he nervous. He African nigga. He's nervous. He like, yo, yo. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, so you don't know. But I'm laughing and joking with the nigga. So you don't know. I wasn't going to do nothing for him, to him out there anyway. So while I'm talking to the nigga, one of my mans hit him. Drop the nigga hit him, boom, boom, drops him. We all run. So I'm laughing. I'm like, y'all niggas done beat him. I ain't I didn't even do nothing to the nigga. So boom. We get to the hood. <coughs> and um I get away. Two days later, I'm in front of the building. He pulls up in the cab. Sees me there. So I'm like, what's up? So I'm thinking me and they got beef. He gonna get out what? You wanna you wanna square up? Like what what it is? He drives off. I'm sitting there talking to a girl. I'm on a bike. He pulls back up with the police. Say I robbed him at gunpoint, and I had a knife and a gun, and I robbed him with ten other niggas. Yeah. So I'm like, robbed you? I'm like, my nigga, I didn't even robbed you. Like you bugging. So, you know, by that time I'm going to court for it. Now me and him then see each other after that. He trying to drop the charges because he realized he lied. He go to the court. They arrest the nigga. Like nah, you 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 in contempt of court now because they, they really just want to lock me up for some bullshit. So we going back and forth. The nigga arrested. He pleading the fifth. He like nah, you know I ain't, I, I he didn't do it. Like I don't. He tried to tell the DA, but the DA don't want to drop the the case. So while I'm out fighting this case, these niggas come pick me up for another robbery that I never even seen the nigga for. Told about they picked me out of the book. You know you got the book when you this on my kids. Like, this is on my kids. So they picked me out of a book for some shit. The nigga just, somebody just jumped in his cab and robbed him at gunpoint. So I go to the, I go with my lawyer to the to the lineup and get picked out of the lineup for some shit I never even, never even seen the nigga. Never seen him, nothing. So what they do is, they say that's your MO. You know, that's your modest operandi. So they convinced the judge to combine both of my cases and try me at one trial for both of these cases. Now, it's no, they don't have no evidence on either one because one, one witness don't even want to fucking testify. And this nigga, I never even seen him. All it is is they word. Now, it makes it strong when two niggas is saying something. But one of the witnesses is like, nah, I'm not saying nothing. But they trying to say that I intimidated him, that he was scared, and that's why he didn't want to testify. The other nigga, that he didn't even... He just made up a whole story. He made up a story saying, I look like the nigga. He knows me because I did this and I was smoking. I never smoked cigarettes a day in my life. He out there saying I was smoking a cigarette before I got in his cab. And I put it. So everybody who knew me know, like, I was anti-cigarette. Like, my mother used to get, I used to get in trouble because I wouldn't go to the store and buy cigarettes for my mother. So at the trial, when they said that, my grandmother started crying because she was like, that boy ain't never smoked no cigarettes. 
Like me and I used to get in trouble, get on punishment. So it was, it was just, you know, it was just, I figured like I've done so much shit throughout my life, karma catch up to you. Done shit like what though? Bunch of shit, man. Like? Shit that happens in the street. This ain't gonna be a Vlad interview. This ain't gonna nah, be. Nah, I don't wanna be a Vlad. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I ain't gonna be a nigga that tell about I'm not I don't a, wanna be a Vlad. No, like, 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 like shit, like you no, know, street shit. What street shit? You know, you know. I just, I told you shit that I did already. I know you, you, you implied. No, I didn't. You said, Rob. I told you we used to do all types of rules. Yeah, but you said that that well, was at a young age. Yeah, I mean, and then we did all types of shit. Okay, as an adult. Yeah. So you think now when you said let, let, let me let me let me question you real quick. When you said this is ain't this ain't Vlad, what does that mean? Well welcome, welcome. Now you open up a door. Let me put this in. All okay. Right. What do you mean by that? Okay, so what happens is Vlad goes Vlad does interviews and niggas tell on himself. I tell people all the time, niggas mad at Vlad, but he can't get nothing from you that you don't give him. So if you ask me like what? And I decide to tell you like what? And then something comes back, and niggas like, yo, this nigga up here telling on himself, and the police do some search, and oh yeah, you was the nigga that attached to this. That's on me. It ain't on you. You just ask a question. So that's why I'm like, this ain't gonna be a Vlad interview because so, I'm not but, gonna tell on me. But a lot of I agree. people, but a lot, and I, I, I agree, and I respect that. You know, oh, that's honorable. But this is my thing. And G Money would say that a lot of times because guys will call us and ask us to take certain clips out, right? So the same thing happens on our, on our platform as well. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So a lot of people, and I agree with like what you said. Yeah, like, you know, facts. you can't you can't say what you don't want to. Um, how you say that? You can't answer what? Yeah, you nigga can't answer. You can't. He can't make you say something that you don't give an answer to. That's what right. I'm saying is that. Right. Do you think that a lot of these people? When they go on Vlad, they forget that they're part of these cases back in the days. They're just talking. I don't know, cause you know, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't tell you what somebody thinks. I just know that logically for me, if I escape an indictment, if I escape the streets, if I escape and get away from some shit, and nobody's been charged in cases, and they pretty much open, or could be open, or could be reopened, it's not something that I'm willing to talk about. Respect, respect. So. Both cab drivers. So did the, was, sorry, G. Was the cab driver able to recant his statement, or they even when they arrest him, he had to go back and say that you did. Yeah, he had to come to trial, or you know what I'm saying. He had to come to trial. He was going to be in contempt of court, and he was going to lock him up again. Hmm. So and when he went, to, him or but when like he that. went to trial, he just kept saying that he doesn't recall, and he wouldn't plead his fifth amendment. They told him he can't do that. Then they tried to just like force him into saying something, and then they took. Him actually saying nothing and say, you know, you can tell that he was scared of the defendant. That's why he wasn't doing it. But prior to that, me and him had kicked it. He came up to me like, yo, I know you didn't do it. You know, I was just angry about what happened. I'm like, but why would you say that I robbed you at gunpoint and knife point? Like, why would you make up a story? If you, at least if you would have just told the niggas what really happened, you know, that would have been, I would have been okay with that. Say what happened, nigga. We ain't nobody do none of that shit to you. So it was some bullshit. So now, like, the, um, describe the feeling of, of, of going to jail when you know this, your records, you know your first official record just came out. You know how'd you feel? When, when I mean, it was a fucked up feeling. I I, don't, I can't even explain. Like being, I went from being at the Super Bowl and being in Miami recording my album. I was supposed to the day before I got the day after I got locked up. I was supposed to go do the Vibrant Thing remix with Q Tip. Wow. Like I was supposed to go to the studio the next day to, to to lay my verse on it and never made it to the studio. You know what I'm saying? I had, I was like my whole life 
was changing. Like before my eyes, she was just moving fast. You know what I'm saying? I was here, here. I was at the the um VMAs. I was at every award show at the Super Bowl. The nigga from the hood with nothing was just moving around like that. You know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, you're in jail. Hold on. Excuse me. I like this guy. <laughs> Let me get that out of the way. I like him. Mm-hmm. But. What happened, Flip? Something there? Your, did your talent get you around these rappers or your personality got you around these rappers, if you know what I'm talking about? Your street presence. Mm-hmm. I, I think my, my street presence kept me around. I think my talent is what got me around. Got it. I think, I think it was a combination of both. You know what I'm saying? I think because when I first I remember my man said Puff called and was like, yo, is this nigga like really kill people? Like he hear me rap and it was believable because I was telling real, I was talking about real shit that niggas that we was around that we was in the streets doing. So I was convincing because it was real for me. Mm. So that's what it was. It was believable. And when I was around niggas, I was the same person. So I guess authenticity is what kept me around. When you so you go so you you how long it takes them to deliberate the case like you in the court like five six hours and then you found guilty found guilty and they sent you seven years flat what did you get to I did seven seven out of a seven to fourteen seven to fourteen for armed robbery yes yeah and um you know because we asked some people questions some of them wanted to know you know how were you able to transition in jail without being in a gang like what was it like going to jail because you went to do people know you from mm-hmm. the music? The Some music? did. A lot of people didn't know me. So, I mean, I never was big on gangs and, and cliques. You know what I'm saying? That never was my thing. I always fucked with who I fucked with. So went to jail with the same thing. And um, when I when I first got to jail, you know, it was it was a lot of cliques. It was that's when the bloods really started getting big in jail. Mm-hmm. And and it was a lot Latin Kings most it was mainly Bloods and Latin Kings it wasn't really no Crips like that in jail when I was there mm-hmm. and um, it was a couple of them but not a lot as much as it was Bloods but um I just I didn't want to a lot of it was my thing is I got with you to with you mm-hmm. like I don't it was a bunch of Blood niggas that was cool but it was some niggas that I wouldn't even talk to in the street. So I wasn't gonna risk my freedom and, and say I'm attached to you and I don't even like you. Well, you know, you niggas going to yard doing dumb shit and and somebody call you, that's the homie, we gotta do this. I'm, it didn't make sense to me. So I attached myself to niggas that I f- with, saying had the same, some of them niggas, was, like a lot of the blood niggas was from my hood, you know what I'm saying? Like Pistol P and them niggas, like they grew up around me. Like I grew up around all of the niggas from Castle Hill and Soundview. So these are mostly my family. So they was like the head niggas in a lot of these jails that I was going to, or they was the OGs or niggas that I knew. Mm-hmm. I came from under that cloth. So, but I didn't want to do that. These was my mans. I'm like, I don't, like, I was cool with them niggas before it was blood. Like, these is my niggas, so I don't have to join no gang. You right, know what right. I'm saying? So that's that was just my mindset. It was, and it was not saying that it, was, it wasn't just for me. You know, gangs was just never for me, you know? You met your uh, best friend in jail as well, didn't, didn't you? One of my best friends. One of your best friends in jail. Yeah. How how'd you guys meet? We met um when I when I moved down to medium status, I went to this jail called um Orleans 
correctional facility that's in Orleans, New York, like between Rochester and Buffalo. And um, he was there, you know what I'm saying? And he was like me. He wasn't with no gang. He was thorough dude, worked out, played sports, you know, mind his business, wasn't in no bullshit. And we just immediately clicked. We met each other, started working out together, you know what I'm saying? And just bond, just to have mutual morals. Like, I, that's what it is for me. Like, I don't give a fuck about the rest of the shit. Like, morally, we got to be on the same page. You know what I'm saying? If I connect myself with you, I got to know that you ain't going to do no shit that reflects me negatively, that makes me look white. I don't, because I'm not going to do it to you. If I say something, you know that I'm going to live, live and die by my word. So I got to have the same feeling about anybody that I connect myself with. And he was just one of those dudes, man. Like, whenever something happened, he was right there. We had, if it was an issue, he was standing right there. He wasn't talking. He wasn't on no bullshit. He wasn't getting in petty arguments with niggas over dumb shit. He wasn't in the yard arguing over weed and gambling and wasn't fucking with the, the, the other shit. All the bullshit that you get into jail was. He wasn't one of those niggas. So we just clicked. And it was like four or five of us. We had our own little clique like that. And, niggas, and we were strong, but it was just us. And we didn't give a fuck about nobody else. We had our own little clique. And four or five of us, when something happened, we were standing there. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I moved. Did you get in any trouble in jail? Like any, any issues? Did you have a hard time in jail in the beginning? I didn't have a hard time in jail at all, actually. Because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, real recognized real. And, and I learned how to move fast. The OG said, look, you don't gamble. You don't get involved with drugs. And you don't fuck around. With the the um the chumps they called them or the gay dudes that was in jail because niggas was killing each other over the gay dudes in jail, what do you like mean killing them over them, killing them because the niggas was fucking with them. They was fuck. They was literally it was a bunch of dudes that was undercover that was fucking with the gays. You know they wasn't trying to be who they was, and you, a nigga get into an argument with one of them and somebody trying to stab you or you find out that this dude is really fucking with the, the dude and he's supposed to be you know, part of this gang or he with this religious group and all that shit. So mm-hmm. they was getting stabbed. Oh, you fucking with... It was... Those like the biggest issues that you see in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, some nigga coming out the closet and you finding out, oh, you you gay. Mm-hmm. Well, why you ain't say that? But you join... Like, we ain't... That's not what... You know, so it, it was, those was big issues. So OG pulled me aside and told me the things not to do. And I learned that fast. So you had no issues in jail? You, you, I mean, you, you have no, issues, no, no crazy of course. You, you, got, got, you got beat up, jumped, anything crazy? I never got jumped or beat up. I mean, you got fight. I had fights, but right, it wasn't, right. no, you know. I can imagine you having fights, though. You have, yeah. a, you have, a, you have a, uh, an aura about you. Very uh, demanding. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I'm very yeah, stern. Stern, yeah, yeah, I don't like that sternness. You know, so I get it. I'm saying a lot of people don't. Well, no, no, I like it now. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, you, 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 you keep watching. You say I like, fuck with Flip, man. I fuck with Flip. I fuck with Flip. Let me see what's going Flip. So I have a question, though. So real quick, I'm going to ask you this. What do you think about the African man bother situation, being that you're from the Bronx? Like I told niggas, if African man bother was them boys, man, then, you know, he need to be castrated. Did you believe it? Are you one of the people that believed it? Or you, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether to believe it or not. I, what, what, I do, what I will say is when Hassan Campbell came to me, you know, I was at a protest in the Bronx, and he came up to me, you know, and this is some kind of diesel dude saying he just came from jail. I f- everything you do. And he looked at me in my eyes like, yo, 
Vambada did this to me. Like, yo, I was a little kid in there. And I'm like, it caught me off guard because I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't even know you. But he was sincere in his thing. And he, it felt like I really f with you and I feel like you a stand-up nigga. And I don't know who else. Like, I haven't, I don't really talk about this, but this is something I wanted to say. And I'm saying he didn't seem like he was lying to me. So I was like, dude, I don't know what you want me to do with this information. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what to do with it. I can't attack a nigga based on a word that you said. Like, you you got to figure out how you got to handle that. What, what, what's the proper channels that you you need to deal with it? You know what I'm saying? So when, when niggas was trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, I, I had a kind of issue when KRS-One was like, well, we don't give a fuck about that. He still started hip-hop. You can't change that. And I'm like, nah, we can't say that, Chris. Mm-hmm. If a nigga was out here being a pedophile, we like he got to be a race, just like the nigga who was shooting steroids. You know what I'm saying? They get erased from the history books. Like, we can't let no nigga that's a pedophile go into the history books as being glorified. It just don't, not for me, you know? So, mm. but if it is, I, like right now, I don't know. I'm just saying, if it's found that that's what he did, man, then, you know, that man need to be handled the way everybody else get handled. Mm. So, so you didn't like what KRS once said because he did say something like that. Yeah, I told, I, t- I, I expressed it like I was like, nah, Chris, you can't say that. Hmm. That ain't right. So you um, you're in jail. You go through your bed. Uh, you come home. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like now? Because you you come home and you gotta kind of start fresh with your not start yeah. fresh, but you know your career. no start fresh. Because seven career. years, my nigga, life changes seven years. Right. Shit changed in two years. So seven years, the whole trajectory of what music was, what, what you know, what niggas was glorifying, listened to, how it sounded, everything. You know, you you know, the whole style, everything was different. So that, that was a transition stage. So you felt like it was it, or you, you felt like you, you ready to put up a fight and start? And start of course. Fighting? I mean, I felt like I always felt like I was good enough to rap. I don't what happens like mm-hmm. I can transcend I just took it was an adjustment period it's just understanding what people was listening to how they was listening to it just understanding what people was gravitating when I went to jail it was about being authentic mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it was about being authentic people gravitated to you had DMX you had Jay-Z you had the locks you had pun you had fat like you Big. had you know what I'm saying it was when these is the niggas that was thorough niggas they were street niggas it was Moving the proper way, and you have real street credit. You moved a certain way. That's that was what they was glorifying. Now, when you came, when I came home, it wasn't more so. It was more gimmicky and trendy, and mm-hmm. you know all of that shit. And I was straight up from like straight out the '90s. Like my principal, like you wasn't gonna. We have a conversation, like yo, I'm gonna do this. All right, cool. And the next thing you don't, I'm like yo. What the well, like, why would you tell me? Like, I was mm. beefing with DJs. I was like, I was having real issues with niggas, and they was like, "Yo, mice, you gotta calm." I'm like, "Nah, I don't gotta calm down." A man's word is this, so that alone was hard for me to deal with niggas. It wasn't so much music; it was just my approach, right, right. because I was so used to being in prison. To where that's all you got is your word. You tell a nigga something, don't do it. You might die. A nigga might stab you over some shit. You know what I'm saying? So, right. my 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 approach had to change. I had to like loosen up and just. Stop taking shit so serious and stop holding people to the same standard that I hold myself to. Right, so right. that was a process. So like for like damn near five years, and then I was attached to niggas who have the same principles I had. So it looked like we was just running around bullying everybody. You know what I'm saying? It was just turning into, oh, we can't really fuck with them, or you can't fuck with him, or mm. you don't even say you. You know what I'm saying? So it, it turned into that, and we didn't have as many ends to the. You know, we ain't. I ain't come home with a nigga that was all the way in position 
head A and R, this and that. And it was like, yo, we gonna push this shit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it was different for me. Them niggas was trying to move away from me because they was like, we, we too street. So it was a so process. So you weren't signed to nobody before, right? You, you weren't signed to uh, like Mace or anything, any kind of deals with Mace? No, I was signed to Def Jam. I was signed to, um, to violate the Def Jam. I was signed to Chris Lighty. Yeah. People, well, I mean, people say you know you were you were crew hopping. How do you feel about that? I mean, you can't crew hop shit that you pretty much start. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like if you look think of any crew that I was with, I wasn't with no crew one before I went to jail. Mason and, and DMX and I was my man, so I wasn't with no crew. These were niggas I was fucking with. I was never signed to Harlem World. I never screamed out Harlem World. I never screamed out Rough Riders. I was on different albums because. I was connected to all these niggas. I was creating my own shit. When I came home, I started, I started us ENT. That was my own organization that I started on my own. Mm. And then, you know, after us ENT, we formed, we we started, we tried to formulate the super group, Bang Bang Boogie, me, Cuban Links, Lord Tariq, Hocus, and my nigga um, S1. We tried, we started formulate. We all started that together. And then when shit, they got locked up. You know, shit went kind of wrong. I I was still by myself. We, what what what, what went kind of wrong? Somebody was my video, some stuff like that. What went kind of wrong? I mean, it, I mean that that was one of the issues, but it was what was the issue? Well, don't paraphrase. I'm not. Like, I don't, I'm not yeah, paraphrasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go get some relax, man. Sold out for sale. Nah. I'm talking, I, I hear you. I'm not paraphrasing. <laughs> don't, don't it was know? there was kind of an issue because boom, when we did Bang Bang Boogie, you know, when we started Bang Bang Boogie. 50 was one of the first person to like co-sign us, you know. That's when This Is 50 had just came out. It was getting major buzz. 50 threw on the Bang Bang Boogie t-shirt. But mainly because the first song we did was talking about Fat Joe. Now, everybody on the song pretty much, besides myself, because I never had an issue with Fat Joe, like I tell niggas all the time, was talking about Fat Joe. And I told them from the beginning, like, I don't got an issue with Fat Joe. So I'm not getting on no record dissing Fat Joe. So I don't want niggas to think that's not, I'm not a part of a nigga. So every time they ask me, I'm like, I don't got no issue with Fat Joe. Joe is my man, but I'm moving with niggas because we trying to, I just came home from jail. I'm trying to figure out how to eat. Ain't nobody throwing me a bone. I'm the niggas with me so as far as no beef i don't even in no beef shit i don't got no problems with joe so we we did the song and a lot of the niggas on there was talking about joe so 50 and joe was beefing at that time so he you know he's strategic he said oh okay the bang bang boogie boys yeah them niggas don't even with joe they from the Bronx. them niggas this he 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 threw an alley-oop so the shit started going viral you know the whole bang bang boogie shit started going viral so but 50 wasn't trying to sign us as a group. He was, you know, he was, he utilized the situation for what it was, but he knew it was a bunch of uncontrollable street niggas that, he, you know, I ain't, like, I fuck with them, but I ain't trying to sign them niggas to get into no whatever deal. I'm yeah. doing my own shit. I already got my own group over here. Like, I ain't really trying to get into that. He was he was having conversations with niggas, and niggas like, yo, 50 needs to sign. I'm like, 50 ain't going to sign us, man. I'm telling y'all he not. But... Out of respect for what he did for us, I appreciate it. He threw niggas a loop when nobody else was throwing the oop. Mm -hmm. So at that then right after that, he started beefing with Rick Ross. So when he's beefing with Rick Ross, you know, Rick Ross comes to Castle Hill to shoot a video. Now, Ross is my nigga, but I'm not getting involved with you and 50's beef when 50 is a New York nigga, and he a nigga that threw a oop to us. I'm not going to get in the video. Niggas call like, yo, 
um, Ross want to shoot a video on Castle Hill. I'm like, why would I shoot a video with Ross and he beat with 50? I'm not getting involved in that. 50 did some, he did right by us. Even though he ain't signed us, mm. he did right by us. We're going to look crazy just being in the video with Rick Ross after we was just shouting out 50 and he had on Bang Bang Boogie shirt. Like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So niggas like, nah, you right, you right. So from what I got, they say, nah, fuck that. We gonna we gonna tell him nah, he can't shoot it here. No disrespect, but we ain't gonna shoot it. We gonna let to let him know that we don't want to be involved. And I'm like, yeah, that don't make sense. You like, don't involve yourself with some shit that don't got nothing to do with us. We niggas on the come up. We doing our own thing. Stay neutral in that shit. And, and Ross is my nigga. Like Ross was one of the first niggas when I came home. Did a verse for me for nothing. Like yo, what you need? Boom, threw a verse on the shit. So I'm neutral. You know, and when the shit started with Fat Joe, Ross kind of moved away from me because I'm fucking with y'all with Fat Joe. And Joe told him, like, yo, don't fuck with him. You know, so that's what they were saying. I don't know if Joe said it, but niggas around him probably threw the back because me and the nigga was on the phone and he was trying to actually, trying to, you know, really fuck with me. So, mm -hmm. but that was his man, so I had to respect it. So when niggas did the video and Lord Tariq is in the video, so he still did the video. He still did the video. He talking with Ross, giving him pound, yo, boom, boom. They, and they, they edited it with him doing that. The next day, the shit is all on the internet. Yo, oh shit, 50 Cosign, Bayman, Boogie, they shooting a video with Rick Ross. And I'm like, didn't I just have conversation with niggas like this? Don't really make sense. Now you grown man, you do what you want. But immediately, I want to make sure that I'm... I'm separated from this because that's not how I move. I don't move that way. It's not according to how I move morally, principles. Everybody got the way they do things. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. That's just how you move. I don't move like that. So I went and did a, a blog because I had my own little blog called Real Nigga TV. So I was on there. I'm like, listen, just want for clarity, for clarity, mm -hmm. you know, I do not co-sign that move. I told niggas I wasn't involved in that. That's not something I would have did. Niggas moved on their own accord. That's how they doing. Both of these niggas is cool with me. I'm gonna beef with Fifty. Don't got no no beef with, with um with Ross. But I would have never gotten that video because niggas picking sides. Fifty's a New York nigga, regardless of what. And he he looked out for us. Right. We should have just remained neutral in that. So I just want niggas to understand. It ain't no shit that I co-sign. Hold on though. So I get that movement, but prior to that, you 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 said they did a record. Well, you guys did a record. Uh, Dissing Fat Joe. And you didn't say anything about Fat Joe, but you on a record. Does that make you... No, because it's, the record was hot. Oh, all right. You understand what I'm saying? Niggas just chose to use their verses to go at Fat Joe. You can't do that, man. So stop it. How? Man. Stop it. Is it safe to... It, yo, stop it. Stop so it. So listen to me. So, stop it. All right, so let's think about this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. When That's the same reason that 50 and, and, and Joe is beefing. Right? 50... New York, yes. Over Jabu. New York. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Joe said, I ain't saying nothing about the nigga. This is my man. I'm on a song with him. I'm not going to get on a song with my man because y'all beef and that's y'all thing. So so it's the same principle. And, it and, is. And I, and I was clear about it from the beginning. Every time I was clear, like, yo, I don't have no problem with Joe. Joe is my man. I fuck with Joe. Like, Joe, you know, when I came home, Joe was one of the first niggas on the radio shouting myself. But at the end of the day, Joe wasn't trying to help a nigga eat. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He, he was, we cool, but nigga, I just came from jail. Ain't nobody saying, yo, hope we gonna put you in position. Yo, let's jump on this record. I'm sending niggas records, nobody jumping on them. At the end of the day, I'm with the niggas that with me. So you cool with him, but not cool enough to, 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 to not do that record. You like, all right, cool, he ain't reaching out, so I'm gonna still jump on a record that's... that's. I, I, I carried it the way it was being carried. You know what I'm saying? I don't gotta beef record? with you. 
The record was the record itself was dope. Now, how did Joe feel about it? I'm he didn't sure, like I'm it. Sure, I'm sure you know he heard saying? it. No, nah, he heard it. Of course, he heard it. You know, we got mutual friends that I, niggas like Mike. What's going on? I'm like, yo, I don't got no beef with Joe. <laughs> but why did people? Why were they dissing Joe? Let's get down to the because niggas was Joe? their issue was that they felt like Joe wasn't trying to help niggas on on the side. And Joe wasn't trying to put niggas on from the Bronx. They was mad about Remy because the niggas from Cal- it was just a bunch of everybody had their own issues. Mm. I didn't have the same issue. But why do people feel like he had to? Put, who was he cool with that he had to put anybody? I don't on? know who he was cool with, and it's not really something that I can really speak to. You know what I'm saying? Speak I, on, yeah. I, but they felt like they, they used me. You know what I'm saying? They try to use me as like, yo, look, you supposed to Joe was supposed to do this with you and this that. But I'm like, yo, but that don't got. I'm not gonna diss a man because. He ain't do music with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? We ain't beefing. He ain't do nothing to harm me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not personally going to get, but I'm not going to. I, y'all want to do what y'all want to do, but me personally. Yeah, they grown respect. You grown men. But yeah. the, I thought the, the record and the feel of it was just dope. I went on there and put my own verse. They ain't have nothing to do with Joe. You know, and every time we did an interview, I clarified, like, I don't got no beef. But my main thing is that why do people feel like. Like why do people feel like that? You know, like is because it, it's when it, it comes is it a down hood to mentality. Is it? Is it's it, a hood mentality, but but you gotta think about it. If if, if you, it's just like niggas, who did he owe allegiance to? I don't know if he owed allegiance. That's, exactly. That's, you know he didn't owe no allegiance to him. But that's I can't truth, tell you. I don't. You just know. don't want to say so. I don't know who he owed allegiance to. How would I know? You know, he's from the Bronx. Wow, I'm from the Bronx, but I don't know the relationship each one of them had. Him and Lord Tariq been in the game the same amount of time. That's, that's Lord, a fact. Tariq might have felt he owed allegiance to him. That's, Cuban, that's that's him and Cuban was uh, Him and Cuban is different, yes. You know, so they got, got their own I, issues. I so th- these probably was niggas that all grabbed on. Then they like, oh, Mice, you came home. He's supposed to do this record with you. But he, I'm like, yeah, maybe he ain't do it. Cool. But I'm not dissing him still. You know what I'm saying? I would love if he'd have jumped on the record. But I'm not going out there dissing that man because he ain't get on the record with me. So, yeah. you know. So, and niggas respected that. And, and every time niggas did an interview and they talked about him, I said, let's be clear. You you can look up every interview. I do not have beef with Fat Joe. Mm. I do not. So well, let me ask you a question real quick. So when when you saw these dudes, when 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 Lord Tariq got you, you said you did a blog. The blog was was on your channel. What was it, what was it called again? It was called Real Nigga TV. You did your blog on Real Nigga TV. Mm-hmm. Now what then? What happened after that? That's when y'all split up because you you know you did that blog caught out of. I don't know. It was it split up a little before that because. S1 and Hocus had got locked up. You know, they got snatched up. And, you know, they they had an indictment. We had just did an interview for the Rolling the Rolling look, Stone. Oh, man, got no... You, you look... Look at this. We got muscle. You look crazy. My son got muscle. My son can't... You think you are, boy? You on steroids? No, nah, I, was, I, was, I was serious about that bar work. That bar work was serious. Yeah, <laughs> my fault. So, yeah, when they got locked up, it kind of... Left us in a jam anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because they was like the young energy, and it was us, mm-hmm. so it kind of threw it off. And then, you know, after that, niggas like, yo, you know, Cuban was like, y'all don't really want to be attached to that, you know. And then Tariq felt some type of way, and God bless the dead PO was like, yo, Mike, you shouldn't have did that. I'm like, why shouldn't I did it? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow myself to be attached to some shit that don't represent me properly. And if that's how niggas want to be attached to, cool. But you can't tell me that I gotta sit there and let this go and, and be attacked because I don't move like that. And it's not, if that's how niggas, he felt Rick Ross's nigga, he he wanna f with him, cool. Rick Ross my man too. But I just, these was two niggas that I was cool with that I realized that jumping in that beef right there, like stand, having a nigga being able to come to New York and grab the niggas that you co-signed before anybody just looked crazy. 
to me. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was something that I didn't think made sense. Yo, so real quick, when you came home from jail, like who who reached out to you from who you was rocking with from before, like your, your original crew that you used to rock with, or anybody that you? I mean, uh, everybody reached out. I got you know the Rough Rider niggas reached out to me. Um, who else? Mace reached out. Mace used to hit me up all the time. Mace came and visited me. You know, picked me up, drove around. Um, it was a lot of people, man. It was a lot of niggas, but it wasn't no niggas wasn't putting me in those situations to eat though. Mm. Niggas would reach out like, "Yo, you my man? What's up? Boom, boom, you good? All right." But it wasn't niggas like, "Yo, I got this situation. I got, I didn't have that." Mm. You know, so I had my man who I first, who um my man Tone like when I first came home, he had, you know, he was with Jay Mills back then, and then w- that's when we had the studio. So I was still working in the studio. So besides him, it wasn't really nobody that was. But they knew that I was with him. So everybody knew that I had to go in order for me. You got to go through him, and he was and he official nigga. So you can't really play with him. Right, right. So he built the reputation of being a stern nigga. So you know they like, damn, we got to go through tone. We can't really play with tone. We already know how tone move. Mm. So it was like this kind of damn should we somebody or not? And then if a nigga tell tone they gonna do something or not, it turned into an issue. It just was. It was just a lot of shit, and I was that type of nigga. So it was like, I don't. We don't know if it's worth the headache. Right, right. So we just started building our own shit on our own, and we just said F- these niggas and just started moving so on. So Tone is a guy from Queens, yes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody mentioned his name before. Yeah, you know Tone. Yeah. I know Tone. If you from Queens, you know Tone. Oh, of Tone, was it? Was it? Was it? Who he used to f- with Tommy Montana. Um, um, Tommy Mickens. Yeah, that was his co-defendant. Who, who? Real quick, who else? Who else did Tone manage? Real quick, he managed Mace. He managed Vado. That's what it. So Cam talked about the guy he got in the situation with. I think he mentioned over yeah. Vado. Yeah. And he said he wants to speak to Tone. Got it. Put it together now. Got you. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. So Tone was a Tone is official nigga basically. Pretty much. And people, you know, he just if he if they give if they give their word, he expect people to keep their word. He just live by old school. Queen shit. Queen shit. Queen shit. Yeah. Queen yeah. shit. Old school principles. You respect Queens. I respect a lot of niggas. No, no, no. I got don't, don't Do you respect Queens? Actually? I don't know. I don't respect no one place. I respect niggas oh, from the place. Shit. You know what I'm saying? See. Like, what does that mean? Do you respect Queens? <laughs> There's a lot of Queens niggas I f with. You know, that I respect. Like, you respect Queens. What is that? <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, so, all right. So, yeah, you separate from that. And then, what, what, what is next? Because you did the blog. I see, I see your page, actually, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, 10 years ago. I yeah. was ahead of my time. I just stopped doing it. You, you know was. You were. I see it. I see. It. I, 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 I actually, I'm like, damn. Ten years ago, I see the. the I was date trying to figure out what you're watching <laughs> over here. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got this look crazy. But yeah, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying. You got, you know. So, so after you, because you like, yo, I'm not a part of that. I'm not going to be dissing anybody. And I, it's kind of, it, it may look funny, but it's, it's good principle and morals. You know. But why you, do? Why may it look funny though? Because. It look. I can see what they're saying. They feel like, yo, you know, you know, you should uh, roll with us because you're part of the clique. But your principle and moral, it looked funny. I can see both sides of the spectrum. Well, I'm just but saying, your and that's why you don't click up with niggas just because. That's why I, I, I realized that I don't mm-hmm. click up with you because oh, you do good music. Like we got to be morally aligned because I realize if you're not morally aligned, down the line the shit is gonna fuck up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So not saying nothing wrong about anybody, but if we got if we see 
we don't see eye to eye about basic morals and principle shit that the way yeah. I live by then we don't even make sense. Cause it ain't Weren't we work. in a similar situation in Flip? But um, as far as like, you don't want to talk about that? You can talk about oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's why I'm trying to ask you the question because like a couple years back, who who did the record? Was it was it was it your record? The SMD record? The SMD, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I put a record together with uh, J was it J O on it, right? J O was on it. Yeah, Bree, a couple of people, yeah. And, and so it was on. called a Queen's Disc record, yeah, that one. Yeah, so it was, it was a situation where I think how to go. You had you had a record and someone this. They just a couple of people, but they, they, they thought they, okay, they they thought. And we put the, the nigga from the wire on there. Holito. Uh, Holito. So basically, we called it SMD, the Queen's Disc Record. But, but it, th- it was something that I was in, I was in position like that where I was DJing. A, they a, thought a that event, we was dissing Queens. And and then someone but, asked me to play the record, and I was gonna play or I, was, I can play your record or the other record that they dissed y'all or some shit. And I had to stop like, no, nah, I can't play that because y'all talking back about them. I don't want to get involved. You know, it's just a record. But I was in between. I was like, nah, I can't play this shit, man. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You don't want to get involved. You don't yeah. get involved. So yeah. I was kind of in a similar situation. Yeah, and that's and there's nothing wrong with it. Nigga can't force you to get involved. See, what happens is, as a DJ, once you play that record, now when the niggas play their shit, then they want you to play that. Yeah. And then it comes in now, niggas like, yo, how you going? So you put yourself in a, a position because, right. you know what I'm saying, unless you all the way drawing a line with niggas and you ready to go to war with the niggas, right. then that's what it is, you know, so... So, what like I asked you earlier after that, what, what what's next for you after that? After that whole situation, after that situation, then you know I moved on, started doing shit by myself. Um, I started with that's when I started with game. Game called me and was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, I did some remix. Yo, come with us." You know, game flew me out to L.A. Like, yo, we starting this um, Black Wall Street shit. I want you to Black Wall. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, let's let's see what we do. I went on tour with Game. Went on tour for like, we did like two tours with him. Put out some mixtapes, you know, and then I just kept doing my thing. You know, I started doing my shit by myself because Game is an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he loves music. He'll have niggas around. He'll f*** with you. he do shit. But he's the artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he focused so much on his shit and he loves his shit. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that, but that's who he is. So he don't have, he ain't gonna focus as much on your shit or anything else. And I realized he an artist like I'm an artist. Right. So you know, so that's like my brother. Like they call me, we we get on the phone every time I do something. They fuck with yo, mom. Go to his house when I go out there. He had me in the studio, listening to shit. Might lay a verse or whatever. But you know, that's still family. See. Um. When you started getting to the whole uh, the raptivist situation, raptivist situation, um, I want to say. Look at the mic. I'll pull it close to you. Oh, I want to say that I pretty much started doing that like in when Trayvon Martin got killed. You know that was that was the trigger for me. Um, I was in I was in Miami when they was reading the verdict for um George Zimmerman. And um so we were shooting this this web series we was putting together called um South Brooklyn. It wasn't a web series. It was we was trying to make it a TV show. Mm-hmm. And but it, it was similar to like Power. Like it was like it would if we would have reached that shit it probably would have been like a Power. But um we was out there shooting it and um 
I'm in my hotel room and they reading the verdict. And I'm like, oh, I know this ain't gonna be found guilty. This is this is you know a no brainer. Yeah. So I'm getting dressed, and next thing I know, they say that he's not guilty. So I don't know, my nigga. Like some shit just came over me to where I started crying, like I was five years old. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit just touched me. I looked at his family. I looked at, you know, and just understood the seriousness of that shit. And I had my son was around the same age as Trayvon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that shit really touched me. I identified with it so crazy. And, um, you know, everybody started coming to my room because I was crying. It's like, we supposed to be going out to like a strip club or something, but I couldn't even, I, it took me a minute. So he's like, come on, let's go. So I'm in the strip, we go to the strip club. I'm in here just thinking, I'm like, damn, that could have been my son. So I wrote this shit called, What Do I Say to My Sons? You know, so I write it. And um, while we, we, we drove out there, we we took a big-ass van out there. We all drove out there. So while we drive it home, like, the next day, I let the video director hear it. And he's like, nah, we got to shoot a video for that shit. So we shot a video for it. And um, that video later with, you know, the girl who is one of my co-founders and partners in the, the organization Until Freedom that we just started, she was at an event that I, she was hosting an event that I was called to give out to for Christmas. Um, and me and her started kicking with each other. You know, I was doing, at that time, you know, I was diesel, so I was doing personal training. That was one of my hustles. I was like a personal trainer too. So she's like, yo, I want to get personal training. So I started personal training her. And we started talking about other shit that I did and I let her see the video. She was like, yo, that shit is so powerful. I know Trayvon's mother, I want to let her see that. She's like, yo, your story is crazy. You need to be, like, going to these schools and, like, talking to these kids in these detention centers. Like, you know, I think they could really relate and get some shit from you. I got a, a, a partner who does that work. So she connected me with my friend Carmen, who runs Harry Belafonte's organization, The Gathering for Justice. And she was going to detention centers, and she was in the detention centers dealing with the kids, teaching them music, had music classes, and... We were teaching them how to use music as an alternative to violence and all types. So I started doing that. And while I was in there is when Eric Garner got choked. So her organization was, the Gallant for Justice was one of the big anti-police brutality movements. So she called for, she was one of the people that called for that big march that happened in New York where Eric Garner got choked. So that was the first march that I ever went to, and it's like 100,000 people there. And I just felt like that's some shit that I was supposed to be doing. Like, I felt that energy. Like, I felt everything about it was like, this is what I, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, like, you know? So I started to, you know, I started to build my message around that type of activity. And I started to, you know, just started transitioning slowly. Slowly just, you know, because music is my passion. So, you know, and words is some shit that I'm gifted at. So I started just utilizing all that shit and just combining all of it and it came right after it. So, uh, you didn't, okay, so you didn't worry, you know, uh, you didn't care about, you know, as you said earlier, you came home from jail, you seen the game was different. Everything about, you know, gimmicks and schemes. You didn't, you didn't worry about your career taking a, taking a, a you know, a, a fall because you're going to the more positive Feel. I never, I never was that nigga. Like I never was the person that cared about what nobody thought about what I was doing. Right. Long as I could sleep at night, long as it morally it was for me. Like I always moved to the, 
the beat of my own drum. Like I didn't try to fit in with niggas. I did what I wanted to do. And that's what morally, that's what my heart was. So I started, I, I didn't make it corny. I wasn't gonna make music that all the way with some church music that transitioned from being a street nigga to now got a bow tie because I know that didn't really make sense. But it was a transition that I was evolving as a man and I was still street orientated. Right. I was still from the streets. I under I identify with the streets, but I understand the reality. Coming from prison and being in there watching 16 and 17 year olds coming in with 40 and 50 years, you already realize that they lied to you in the streets. So my music was already slowly transitioning from that anyway, because I'm like, damn, there's a lot of niggas in here that's in here because they was listening to Mike's on Lefty Gun in the Right Palm, and they thought that shit was cool, and they wouldn't rob the nigga or shot a nigga, and then they got 40 years. So in some ways, I was kind of responsible because the same message that I was pumping into these babies' heads, they was taking that shit for real, and I was lied to, and that's how situations that I got in got me in there. So. I was like already came home with like, even though the, my message and my music is gonna be street based, mm. it's gonna be reality based. I'm telling you, if you shoot a nigga, you're going to jail. You know what I'm saying? You're going to jail or you're gonna spend the rest of your life or you're gonna die. That's the only thing in the streets. Now, when I first came home, I was prepared to do that. Mm. But then I started realizing that shit don't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? I was always telling the kids the real. I come home from jail. You got the niggas in the hood telling fake jail stories about how they was the man, and I was in the yard, and I had the gators, and my man, you know, we was up there. We was, like, nobody want to hear that shit. You telling, you telling these kids some shit to make them believe that jail is some cool place, and it ain't that. You know, you ain't telling them that the CO's looking in your ass every five minutes. They run in your cell, strip search you, and you can't do nothing as a man. Like, that shit is nothing to glorify. So that's what my message had already transitioned to from coming home. So when I started seeing, you know, the activism shit and seeing like, damn, police is doing this shit and there's all these people that feel the same way. And if we talk about this, it's gonna stop these kids from probably engaging in this shit anyway. And I got a voice that street niggas respect anyway. So why I'm not gonna utilize all of that shit to do something that makes sense that I'm more comfortable with anyway, you know? Did you date Foxy Brown? Never dated Foxy Brown. Never. I don't know where they get that from. Foxy is sure? my friend. I never dated Foxy. Did you have any relations with her? Never had relations with Foxy. You date anybody in the industry? I mean, I dated people in the industry. People from the Bronx? Um, in the industry? Bronx? I don't know. I don't know if nobody from the Bronx in the industry. Well, yet. think. Take your time. Think. I don't think it's somebody from the Bronx in the take industry. It. So you didn't. So you tell them who. So you didn't touch Foxy Brown. Or you didn't touch her. Never touched Foxy. You sure? Positive. Foxy. <laughs> Foxy's my friend. I never touched Foxy. Somebody okay. from the Bronx though. Like who? I mean, you know, we, we put posts up and you know, ask questions and people. People leave comments and uh, some of them sound crazy, but we gotta ask some questions, you know. You know, people say Cardi, I don't know. I never fuck with Cardi. Cardi is like a friend of mine. So I never fuck Cardi. I like a couple of my mans used to fuck with her. I know a nigga that used to fuck with her, but mm. no. So who you fucked with from the industry? Then? I don't know. Like I don't really do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you ain't asking me a question, say yo, I heard this. I'm not doing that. Flip. Mm. I'm not. Like, who did you like? What you mean? I liked a lot of people. I hope. What you mean? What did you like in the industry? What female did you like that you that you were acquainted with? 
that I'm acquainted with. What do you mean? I don't understand what that it's, means. It's clear. Listen, listen, you're it's not clear today. because That's you it. asking me, what? is it somebody somebody that I know that I liked or somebody that is in the industry that I just liked and I wasn't We're really... not talking about liking for talents. So. No, I'm talking about that I, I thought was about... pretty and it was like, damn, she yeah, was bad. Yes, yes, Oh, I mean, I used to love Maya. I thought Maya was probably the oh. baddest chick in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, who else? <laughs> who else? Um... Maya was nice though. Maya, she's still nice though. Beautiful. Have you ever came across her before? I was at um when um her and Mace did the um the Rugrats video. I was in LA and and she was in and I was just staring at her. Yo, Mace like, you can't keep watching her like this, Mike. I was like, I just love her. But she wouldn't come out of our trailer so I could kick it to her. Like I never got a chance to spit it to her. But she was she came out a few minutes, she's she waved and she was smiled, you know, but that was it. But you did talk to somebody in the, some people in the industry. I mean, can, there's a and, couple of people and, and in the industry. Tell, basically. Yeah, that's not my thing. And if you had the information, you asked, I wouldn't lie. But if you don't have the information, nobody at 106 and parking or that type of thing. Nah. <laughs> no. Nobody in 106. You, you smiling for it. Because you're stupid, man. Nah. No, I'm just throwing things out there. Nah. You know, things in your field. You know what I'm Those saying? are people that's cool. Like, free is cool with me. Like, oh, I never, oh. No, 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 no. no. There's a lot of people, yeah. people after free. Roxy, oh, I don't like Roxy. I never, me and Roxy yeah, don't have a free. relationship. I talk about free. No, okay. <laughs> now, me and free is mad cool. I never, we never fucked with each other. Like, free is like sister. People, people really liked that though. She was of like, course. Was, the free was. Well, free I, where was, you like she, free? She, I was in jail when free came. Like, free she was. was she was that deal. She was a fish. Yeah, free she was, was that deal. So, um, now, you said something. Let me ask you a question. We got a lot of questions. You see how you said? I, I, I do. I do. I do. Let me ask you a question. I do. I do. I do. Now, let me take my time with this because the first question I want to ask you is. What was your issue with Troy Ave? I know you talked about it before, but you know what was you know what was your issue with him? My issue with Troy Ave was um, it was it was a couple of things. You know, we had we had a couple of interactions that um, the way the way that he conducted himself just was opposite. Like we just didn't mix. You know what I'm saying? There was there was a couple of occasions that he did shit that just was to me that was whack and corny. And um but they were they didn't merit enough for me to talk about it. They just merit enough for me to say, Yeah, I just don't fuck with him. Like we just moved from different. personal encounters that Yeah, you it's had from with personal him. encounters. Like those was it was two or three occasions that he did shit that I was like, Yeah, I don't yeah, this ain't type of nigga I I will fuck with. So let me just separate myself. You know, but the vocal, the reason why I became vocal was, you know, when the situation happened with my with one of my friends, my close friend, Trife, his brother, who was Banger, who was Troy Ave's friend, you know, and he lost his life. And however he lost it, the, the, the response that Troy Ave gave, you know, when he was doing interviews and the way he talked about Trife and the way he talked about being his family, his mother, and the way he, the way, the way he was talking down to these people after they lost, their son lost their life, on the situation that he had was just out of line to me, you know. So it, it, it pushed me. It was like, all right, you already did this shit, and I let that go. And my man is calling me like, yo, you see what's going on? You hear this? And I'm like, why would a nigga do this? Why would he 
talk about that man's mother? Why would he talk about, yo, you don't fuck with your brother and he never fuck with, like, why would these be conversations that you would want to have while these people are grieving their son? Weren't they attack? They were t- attacking him, though? No, they 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 would they had conversations because they were saying, "Why aren't you here? Why aren't you doing these things? Like we're, we're, you're not at Got the it. funeral, you know what I'm saying? Like certain things, like you still using his, you still having conversations about him, talking about him, and, and not even letting us grieve. Like regardless if they talking about him, you supposed to. It's just like it's like anything. Your man loses life. His mother's mad, but everybody mad. You like, yo, I respect. I'm not even gonna say nothing about true. that. That's true. Like that's just real nigga shit. That's the the school I come from. Exactly. I'm not gonna like, yo, fuck with his brother. Say he don't even fuck with his brother and his moms. I don't know. I ain't see them do this. I put up this amount of money. I was doing like that's not some shit that you say about a nigga that you that lost his life. You know, in a situation with you that you say is a brother. Like it just it just wasn't real shit to me. So it caused me to react. And then watching the whole interview and the way he was pushing it was like, this was some movie shit. Like, yo, I'm gangster, nigga. I did this and this and that. And it's just like, for what? This ain't the time for that, my nigga. Like, these kids is looking at you and they and they, and they basing their life off some shit. And you not, in my, I don't I don't think you taking this shit serious. You know, like you, you facing... Life in jail, you facing prison time, and you still trying to make it seem like you did some gangster shit because you want to sell records. You want niggas to think you just this, you know, this immovable object that like you just this big gangster. And I'm like, for what? For what? This is the time right now to just be like, yo, this is some fucked up shit, man. But don't wait now, after you do all that, and then when it come down, oh, the streets is a myth. But you was just selling all of this. You know, so it was just so many contradictions to me, you know, in the way he carried himself. And it just was like, and this and this was a close friend of mine. And after having a conversation with him, you know, knowing he's not in that field, I just, I was the person that wanted to be vocal and say something about it. So, let me see. So, the things that he did before, was it like music stuff to you? Like No, it wasn't like, no music stuff. It was just, it was just, it just was corny shit. It just. What makes it, because it may, it may not be corny to me. It might be. It might, might might not be corny to you. It's just corny shit, man. It's you like you don't think you overreacted. You don't no. think that you don't think you you know. Because sometimes when we come across somebody based off of his, because I've been around him before, I, I can see a type of you know he's cool, but I can see what type of energy that he that he might give off. I'm saying like, is it a, is it a conversation? It's a is conversation. It, you so know, it was response to certain things. That's what I'm asking you. Like, is it? Is it? Did it become like a personality thing? Was it? A- it was a personality clash. It was, it, you know, it was on more than two occasions mm-hmm. that we had personality clashes. But y'all didn't have an argument. It was no, just- we didn't have, because I didn't. I didn't push it to that way. You know, I didn't. I didn't do that. Like um, one time, we had um, I think is, I think it was probably a Wu Tang concert or some shit. I forgot. It was either Dipset, Wu Tang, something. I think we had the Garden. And Raekwon, him and Raekwon is taking a picture. Him, Raekwon, I think Meth and somebody else. So Raekwon be like, come on, Mice, you're Mice. Jump in this picture. Try to jump in the picture. You know? I ain't even thinking about Troy Ave. I'm not thinking nothing. So boom, a week or two later, we in the airport. We just chilling. I'm coming. I see him. He like, oh, yo, what's up? I'm like, what's up? I get a nigga now. Nah. He called, yo, come over here. Come over here. So I come. I'm like, what's up? What's up? He telling his man, he like, yo, yo, guess what happened? Last week, I'm taking a picture 
with the nigga Raekwon, right? And I look at my picture, this nigga in the picture, he done photobombed the picture. I'm like, how this nigga get in my picture? Yo, you a funny nigga, how you jumped in that picture? So I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He like, yo, this nigga, he's serious. He ain't joking. You know how you joke about some shit? Yeah. I'm like, my nigga, what do you mean photobomb the picture? I'm like, like, and he was making it seem like I wanted to jump in the picture with him. And telling a nigga, a grown man this. So my man looks at me like, what is he talking about? He was dead serious with this conversation, though. So I'm like, I, 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 I want, in the normal, I'm like, my nigga, what are you talking about? Fuck you means for I don't like you ain't serious. There ain't no read for me to get no picture with you. Like, but I didn't do that. I just said I laughed it off and walked it off. But like, let me just stay away from this nigga. I see how you. I you understand? I'm like, I can see now. I let understand. me. So another situation. We in the club. Me and my niggas in in the section. He walks in the club with his niggas. Bunch of all of us standing there. He tells the bouncer nigga to tell us to move. Hmm. Cause they want to stand there. I'm like, I'm not going nowhere. I told a bouncer nigga that I'm not going nowhere. And then the bouncer went and told somebody else. I see him tell a nigga, like, yo, them niggas ain't supposed to be up there. Tell them niggas to move. Corny shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I know you. You ain't coming over to me. And then you you know you did some sucker shit, so you don't come give a nigga a pound. You just, it's just sucker. Just the way you move is just different than the way. Moving? No, I wasn't going nowhere. You know I'm not going nowhere. I, 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 just, I didn't know the club. Come on, flip. Nigga ain't going to make I, me. I, I, yeah, I'm not yeah, going you know, nowhere. Just, I just wanted to prove that this, I could see why you was in the street streets. Yeah, it came you know out. I'm like, so, yeah, I trapped you. Welcome. I'm Vlad Jr. now. Yeah, no, nah, but that, uh, yeah, that yeah. was, but at the end of the day, but it just was shit like that. So I said, you know what? We we don't, we not the same type of, type of dude. I so I don't want to, I know where I'm willing to go about something, so I'm just going to stay away from you. So what were you vocal about? You know, I saw a couple of things in 105 and a couple of things. Were you a vocal, you know, about how he how he handled the situation and how yeah. he portrayed to be a tough guy? Mm-hmm. Do you, are you, and we all are aware that the situation that transpired is on camera, yes? Mm-hmm. We all are aware also that he was able to come out of a situation. Uh, you know, he got, you know, he got hit, but he came out of the situation with his life. Then there's another situation where something attempt on his life where he was driving and he came out of that as well. Mm-hmm. And why, what What do you think? You think that his message should be something else instead of him being, you know, because you know, he did say the streets uh, is a myth. Do you think that his message should, should be something else? He should be more humbled? Do you think that? Because Tupac, you know, after he got hit, he turned up as well. Yes? Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. Thank you. I appreciate you being honest. Right. So what I'm trying to say is, There's a level of authenticity that certain niggas be lacking. I and and I'm 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 like I feel like I'm a good judge of that. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of niggas in the industry that feel the same way. Like if you if you speak to 90% of the real niggas that's really in the streets and the industry, they have the same conversation about them, man. And they niggas don't talk about it. it ain't it ain't some shit that niggas actually say because it's like whatever. But most of the niggas feel the same way. So we just we just conflicted like his whole the way his message was like like you see like I he was the nigga that come home and tell the niggas yo I was in the yard my nigga and I had this and me and my man was backing it out and we was about to cut these niggas cause we gangster and I was the nigga like yo it ain't no need to go to jail my nigga like ain't nothing cool about that shit that's some sucker shit so our messages is different 
You understand what I'm saying? I, I message Tupac was talking about shit in his songs, and he was making, but he was when he was having interviews, like yo, these niggas almost took my life, my nigga. I see. You understand what I'm saying? Like when the when the reality came and niggas was talking about, he was like, yo, this shit was real. Like you know what I'm saying? I like, yo, these niggas backed out. I, I backed out this, and I like nobody want to hear that shit. Like you doing that? That's for you. You want to do that? But you lying to these babies, man. Cause nine out of ten times you you just got lucky, nigga. You supposed to be dead. If a nigga shot you in the head, you minister. No, I'm not trying to be. If a nigga shot you in the head, you take that shit as a a prayer, right or wrong. You you ain't sitting there talking about yo. I'm gangster. You he's talking about a, a sucker nigga can't kill a real nigga. What? Sucking niggas kill real niggas every day. That's those how real niggas die. They, the real other real niggas don't be killing them. Real niggas and real niggas usually be on the same page. A sucker scared nigga or shoot a nigga in the back and run up on him when he ain't paying attention. So the messages was wrong. Like at the end of the day, that man got to live with his own karma, you know, and he got to deal with that. However he deal with it, and, you know, and would that's you, it. Would you have ever had a Would you ever have a conversation with him? I don't feel I don't feel like it's nothing for us to talk about. Yeah, I have to get at you about that. I'm just being honest as because a man. You, because you 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 pushing a message to the youth. So why you can't show that you're able to push egos and and, and pride aside and have a conversation with a man and basically reason with him and let him know how you feel personally. Farrakhan said everybody ain't gonna get along. Hmm. Oh, you bro, don't bring up the legend like that. Don't bring him up. You bugging. You know what I'm saying? That's one of my mentors. So don't bring him up. I'm just why being you honest. Up like that. Because I, because I want because ever bring him because I want you, you when you talk about my message, I'm telling you one of the men who have the same message. That, that's about yeah, brotherhood. But he's, not, but he's not against sitting down with someone. No, See, that's the difference. He's not against sitting down with someone. He tried to bring Fifty and Rule together. No, I'm, I hear he what you're saying. He's not against. But what my thing is this: I personally, so I, I'm, we can't I'm not there yet. Respect. Because there might be a time when I'm like, you know what? Maybe we can sit down and have a conversation. Respect. Maybe I feel that it's warranted at this point. There's nothing that he does or says that want, makes me feel like it warrants us to have any communication. You know, I already feel, I still feel like we morally are on two different wavelengths. And, and that's okay, and there's nothing wrong with it. You just do what you do over there. Do you have, and you have no comments basically on how um, the situation is being conducted as far as uh, the song he made, as far as the case. You don't have Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna talk about the case because I, I told Trey, you know what I'm saying, that I was not. Respect. We're not going to talk about that anymore. You, you said a line in the Funk Flex Freestyle G. Can you can you hand us the line that he said that he stated? Um, it all started when the snitches get glorified, when they ain't killed Alpo after Rich Porter died. Mm-hmm. Break that down for us. I heard that. I heard, it's that, pretty that, that, that line caught me. I, I felt that's a pretty brave. You know, because Alpo's running around taking pictures of people. Yeah, I he, know he's, he's out here. Yeah, he's out here. So I don't understand. And people get mad at me. You know. uh, Shout out to like once again, you know, I don't I don't know how you feel about my man, but uh he sent the message for you, but you know, King Erna and um mm-hmm. Leek Moss, you know, they get you know, in rock they get upset saying that I'm glorifying rats, but it's not glorifying rats. I don't glorify a rat. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of people say anything about things about Alpo, yes? We know Alpo told, yes. Now when I had a conversation with Alpo on the phone with Paparazzi Po, and we'll get into that, is you know, he was stating that, you know, he did what he did, just trying to live his life. And he also stated something about Rich Porter, which I'm not here to, to, to do that back and forth because I don't really know anything about Rich Porter. I don't know what type of person Rich Porter is. Only the people that was there should mm-hmm. be able to talk about that. I, that's not my place. But what I'm saying is that people talk about him and he's going around taking pictures with people. Mm-hmm. 
He is. Putting his arms around shoulders and taking pictures. Yes? Yes, sir. So, we can't... We can't really blame anybody for glorifying them because the people that were complaining, like you said, nothing, nothing happened to him. How do you feel about? I that? mean, it's, it's, you still complain. It's like I tell you, if if you, like I told him earlier, if you a rat and I call you a rat, you can't get mad at me because you ratted. That you, you, you did the things that classified you as a rat. What is a rat to you? A rat is someone who is not willing to deal with the consequences of their own actions. So they tell on someone else. So they can deal with the consequences of theirs. See, a, a civilian can't be a rat because a civilian does not engage in any activity that will put them in a situation to where they would have to tell on somebody. And, and, when, and if they do, it's because they're law-abiding citizens, so they want to do the right thing. But when you are in the streets or you engage in activity, not even in the streets, if you work here, if me and my man say, yo, we're going to do this and that, and then somebody come and say, who did it? Or tell me oh, I'm gonna do this to you and you like, all right, it was him. It's because you're scared to deal with the consequences of what you did. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? All right, you you tell him because you wanna get lesser consequences for the shit that you did. So that's not honorable to me. There's no integrity in mm-hmm. that. So if that's the type of man you are and you and you can conduct yourself and you do things that lead to being called that, then you gotta deal with that. That's not on me. You 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 know that's that's the title that you earn. You can't tell me anything about that. Well, why go out your way to point it out if we know it already? Well, if you don't, I mean, every time you say something positive, I'm gonna say, but he's a rat. I'm because to me, I, mean, well, I ain't saying because positive. I just ain't taking pictures. No, don't I'm talking about anybody. Me. Any whenever somebody go because you can't tell me, oh nigga, Poe is one of this and that, and you glorifying him. I'm like, but Poe told on everybody. Rats so, are various medium-sized, long-tailed rodents. Yes, that's what it is. That's. That's for the rabbit. Yeah, that, I mean that's the that's the Webster's dictionary, but the Webster <laughs> Avenue, but the Webster <laughs> Avenue dictionary, Webster, <laughs> Webster <laughs> Avenue dictionary yeah. is the one I gave you. Do you know about oh, King Erna? Have you ever heard of him? I've heard of him. I really, you know, I'm not really in tune with him, but I've heard his name a few times. And have you watched? You know, you heard about the whole honor snatching and stuff that he does. Have you ever heard of that? Like he's, I heard something, but I really, I'm not really in tune, tune with the brother. Okay. But I hear that he he seems morally sound. Yes. For, from where yes, he's, I feel he's, like he come from the same ideology and school that I come from, like basically what I, 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 I hear. And I, and I noticed that he snatches honor. Basically, you know, I think he does it a little bit more uh, vicious mm. and causes issues because story. Um, we had King Ern up here for a show called On the Line where we take live calls and Paparazzi Poe called me with Alpo on the phone. Now Alpo stated that you, I heard you have King Ern up there. What do you want me to do? I said, yo... You guys can't come to my studio because one, you need a password to get upstairs, and two, I'm not on. I'm not. I'm not with. This is my business, and they both gave me their word they wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Alpo told me what he told me. I was on the phone for him about thirty minutes, and you know he told me about Rich, how he felt about Rich, how people glorifying Rich, but Rich was like him except for the telling part. Um, as far as like you know, because they made it seem like Rich was. This is what he told me. All the stuff he told me. So I'm like, all right, I'm just listening. Okay, cool. And they gave me a word. So. Long story short, Paparazzi Poe ends up outside, though. He didn't do anything, but he took a picture of King Erna being here. And I I, found, I got offended because, and today, everybody was on live today. And I was offended because it's like, you gave me your word. And, and you know, Leek Moss and King Erna and Rock, these dudes came up here and they respected my home. My child, my son was up here, too. But that's the shit that Paparazzi do. He do corny shit like that. Well, hold on. Hold I've on. seen him do it a few times. I was mad. That's at him. his thing. He go to where you at supposedly at. He take pictures like that's his thing. 
I was mad at him, but then some people also felt that pop. I was just mad at Poker. I'm like, yo, you gave me your work, but he didn't do nothing. But I felt like you shouldn't have came to the studio. Yeah, because what because you did was you made it seem like he put you put these people in the situation because they told you he told you he wasn't coming. You probably said, yo, ain't gonna be none of that shit here. These yeah, niggas come right. here, and if they me. if you would have told them, they would have been prepared for that. But don't make it seem like you taking pictures of niggas and and you on them and you could do something to a nigga. Like what yeah. you doing but, is but, you but, you but, fucking up the credibility of another man. Be- you know what I'm saying? Both of y'all. He he fucking up what you say, what he told you as a man, and then he trying to make it seem like these niggas is somebody he could have did something to. But what I'm saying is that real quick is that when I spoke to him today, because he you know he got on live with me today, and uh, he because you know King Ernest did something about Freaky Zeke. You know, Freaky Zeke was on the show was going viral. He did something about that and honor snatching, whatever. Paparazzi Poe got on live with me today, asking me about why I'm letting King Ernest speak like this, and I, and I got upset at him and I said you know. Came to the studio, you gave me your word you wouldn't. That's it. And he said, Yo, but Flip, if I didn't respect you, I would have did something. So I was in the middle because it kind of made sense to me. Like, ah, he didn't do nothing, but you still shouldn't have came to the studio. I didn't even know how, I didn't even give you the address, but apparently we booked him before a long time ago. We booked him. And when we booked homie, he wasn't able to come. So he still had the address from my old producer. Yeah. And then he took, he said, I sent you the picture in private because I was on live one time right over there where you were sitting on live talking to the people about the situation. And I, he sent me the picture like I was outside of King Erna. I was, I got pissed off. Like, why the, it threw me off because I'm like, yo, he's vibe. But people, some people feel like that he didn't violate because he didn't cross the line. How do you I feel I mean, about that's that? everybody, for me, if you give me my word that you're not coming here and you come regardless, what you do is because if you give me your word as a man and I give somebody else my word based on what you told me, mm-hmm. Then it puts me in a situation like maybe I'm trying to set you up, make him, make him look funny, make you look yeah. funny. Like you said, you 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 know you don't even you said you didn't give them address, nothing. Them niggas just show up to my spot. Yeah, I was they could have did something to me. And a nigga like yo, that's what y'all doing. Like now, cause I'm gonna feel some type of way. I'm like, oh, this nigga. First of all, you did some sneaky shit because you ain't even get out and approach niggas. Yeah. You taking pictures from in a car or, or, or undisclosed places where mm-hmm. niggas don't even see you and you making it seem like you did some gangster shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You doing some 6 9 shit. You coming to the block and you standing there. I mean, that's just how I would see it. Understood. And I would feel some type of way like, damn, Flip, what's going on? Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? Nigga pulling up on me. Like, that's I what y'all niggas trying to do. Like, niggas trying to get the drop on me. Like, nigga could have put you in a real situation. I agree. You know that's what I'm saying? So people it. saying... Nah, he. But I have a report. I have a report with him because, like I said, like when I when I was on the island for the day that I was on there, you know, he he showed me a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand what people don't like about him. I have my own relationship with Paparazzi. I I I rock with him. I have a personal rapport with him. But I did saw in my notes that you had an issue with him. And what was he that had issue? an issue with me? Okay, you know what I'm saying? I never. He had an issue because I called out poor rat. So I get it. That's your pops. You feel some type of way. I get it. And what did you call him? I didn't call him anything. Okay, so you never. I you just said that you just said that you you seen behavior or patterns. Yeah, of because I see like people send me shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about me like trying to get a response. I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to. Yeah, that. Respond. Wasn't that this song? It wasn't that this song about him. Who I never made no this song. No this song. I thought mm-hmm. I saw something online about that. What what YouTubers do you like? What you mean? Um, what YouTubers do I like? Who? What YouTubers did you say that that you like? Because. Somebody asked me a question, and I really don't like saying this dude's name because uh, he threw he threw shots at us. And regardless, even though he showed me love, I just feel like shots is not necessary. I feel like you shouldn't have to throw shots to show love. To show love, I feel that's that's me. I feel I never mm-hmm. in order in my come up. I don't I really know about YouTube. Hold on, slow down. Let me okay. let me. You like my speech? No, go ahead, go ahead. 
You yeah, asked me man. a question. You asked me a question and then you went on. See, you did ask me a question first. Facts. Okay, man. but you can. I, I said I don't want to say his name. But okay. I'm about to say his name. Okay. Somebody asked a question. That's why. So the thing is, he threw shots at us. You know what I mean? And my man, shot to my man Bino. He said, "Yo, Flip, you gotta think like these niggas." You know what I mean? And I said, well, why? Before, he said, yo, you know, you're going into the lane like that. And and I said, why? But why would you throw shot at me? Anyway, a week later, he said something about how we do interviews and stuff. And I didn't really like it. I really don't say nothing about him. But somebody asked about Gully TV. If I would set up a boxing match with, between you and Gully TV, would you do it? Now, I don't know the, the, the correlation between you and Gully TV. My situation with him is that he threw shots at us. And I feel like... We shouldn't tear each other down in order to lift each other but up. But that's what he does. Um, he 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 took some, he took, he took something personal that he put something on his page, and I didn't even know who he was. Like you know, not really. Like he he has some footage interviewing Bang Bang Boogie about twelve years ago and try to make it seem like we cool with each other. He know me very well and all. I don't I don't really know. He know Cheese, so Cheese is like my brother. So him and Cheese, he got relationships. People that I know, they know him. I don't really know him, but he had some shit where it was um, a gas station, and the um, the the people who were in the gas station was beating up some girls, like men. They was j jumping yes, the girls, yes, I saw that. punching yes, them yes, in the face, yes. and he's like, "Yeah, them bitches deserved all that," you know. And I'm like, wow. "So somebody DMs me because you know people DM me shit all the time. Yeah, them bitches deserved that. I've been, you know, I had a store, and you know, sometimes you got to do that to these bitches." And I'm like, "What type of man?" Will glorify men beating up black women, like I'm like this shit is is disgusting. So he took he felt some type of way. Yo, fuck you. Boom, boom, okay, you said that. Don't worry about me. I'm doing my own thing, nigga. Boom, boom. I didn't even respond. Now it's this is about four months later. He got about twelve different posts where he talks about me every day. You understand? What I'm saying like it's just it's obsessive. It's kind of scary. And I'm just like yo, I don't. We don't gotta do that. We grown men. Just tell me where you at. We pull up. We have whatever you have to say. I want to have a conversation with you face to face, man to man. I don't want to do this back and forth with you. I'm, that's not what I'm going to do. I don't want to shoot you. I'm not going to stab you. We both men. If you we, can fight. I'm very well versed with my hands. Well, I so heard that. I heard the that. bottom line is, if if you feel that that estranged and you're that angered. That you just want to keep calling out another man's name every day. I thought about what he said. <laughs> I saw a camera came with Tim Diesel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you feel that anger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then what you need to do is approach that man. You know, mm -hmm. stop making blogs. Stop making Instagram posts about me every day. Because I'm not. But what going did to... he say to, to, to kind of tick you off? What was the, what was what did he say? Did he say anything about anything disrespectful? Because you you seem like a guy that you let the you know Troy Ave said that in front of you and you let it pass because it's better. But what did he say that made you want to challenge? Somebody? No, he just his his he just say a bunch of shit. Suck his his main oh, thing oh. is suck suck SMD all day. He said that he said he, that about you. He listen you he a bunch of them just and I don't even respond to him. Niggas be like, Am I, yo, he said, I'm like, I'm like, he trying to get on my blog. He wanted me to put it on my page so he could get, I get it, you trolling, that shit cute. I'm not going to play this game with you because I don't play like that. So whenever you see him, you just got to be who you said you was. Hmm. That's it. Like, I, I'm, I'm all for a good fisticuff match. I'm all for that. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm anti-violent. I don't want you stabbing your brother. I don't want you to shoot him. But every now and then, you might have to go in the, like you and Ebro had to, you know, scrap it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little wrestling match. Sometimes you got to get that testosterone off. You know what I'm saying? If you feel that type of way. So that's what I'm for. Like, I don't want to go back and forth with you. I'm not going back and forth with you on no thing. We going, you called me all these things. You said this. 
it's on site. We ain't even got to talk. You just got to hope you belt like you talking. Mm. But 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 do you mean? Do you think that he meant it to disrespect you? He you, said, "You listen to me." He's been saying, "Go on, if you go on his Instagram page, he's got about probably about thirteen posts. It ain't just one. He's, every every two weeks or a week, he put up a post about my son." Mm. Um, King Face, friend of mine. Yes, you know, love him to death. My mother, she feels like. Because he believes in Trump, you know, it bothers her. But I still love King Face. Mm -hmm. you know, his loyalty to me is unmatched. Mm -hmm. But I invited you up here. You asked me if I was trying to. Yeah, because I know Face been trying. Face was trying to, to you know, debate me for weeks and months. You know, he always like just debate me. And I'm like, come on, Face. I'm not. I, I put you on my page one day. You try to yell over me. The shit you were saying didn't really make much sense. And you and you and you still convince yourself that you want to debate. So I'm like, you know what? This kid is dangerous because his followers, they don't care what you say. They just care about what he say. So <laughs> it, it don't really benefit you. You understand what I'm saying? Funny, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. I'm like, you he's smart. He know what he's doing. He got a good thing going on. But yes. you ain't it's not you're not gonna use me no more. Got it, got it. You know what I'm saying? You have no issue with him. No, him. nah. Yeah, he's yeah. we don't have no personal issue. We just yeah. ide we have different ideologies. He don't go, I think I think actually he a stand up dude. He stands for what he believes in. Right. We just on different spectrums of what we believe different in. Different sides of the okay. Yeah. I you know guess. what I'm saying? That's respect. I like that. Yeah, I, I got I don't got no disrespect. Respect for that. I think he a little bugged out, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But Basically. as far as respect, I don't have no disrespect well, for him. We'll, we'll, we'll question on the subject. Mm. And Hassan Campbell, have you ever watched his blogs? How you feel about yeah, his? Yeah, me and Hassan Campbell. Um, after you know the whole thing with Ben Bada, he was feeling some type of way. He tried to call me out on his blog, you know, a couple of times, and then I reached out. He 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 was in my DMs. I was like, "Yo, call me, my nigga. I'm not doing all this." Mm. So we had a conversation as men. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he's like, "Yo." Yo, I appreciate you calling. Like, you know, he was like, yo, I fuck with you. Like, I really, I was just hurt by the fact that, you know, I thought you, I'm like, you thought I was going to step up for some shit that got to do with you that I don't know about? Yeah. I'm going to go and say co-sign some shit that I wasn't there for, don't know nothing, and I just met you in the street one time, and I'm going to go and say, yo, I know he did this, that. I'm not doing that. You got to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? When niggas asked me, I said, I told him what you said. Like, what you want me to do? So he's like, no, I apologize as a man. You right. You know, I'm never gonna say nothing else about you again, and we moved on. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you know what I'm saying? Comes, you know, he 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 definitely comes together, and you know, sometimes he he reacts, he react, you know, and because that's just because what he been through. Yeah, and, and I get it. He you know, dealing I, with trauma, man. Yeah, that's trauma. That's as us as in the community, we been through that. But nothing that he been through, you know, as far as like with African Mbada is is anything to laugh at or nah. should be allowed. But that's I do fact. I do commend him for you know he does come and apologize as a man and he keeps he keeps his word and he keeps yeah he came to me as a man yeah, I so called him Hassan Campbell yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so speaking of battles you you had a uh, kind of an indirect battle with, with Eminem BET Awards uh huh you, I mean that was you, dope you felt, I, it's you, dope to be compared to the, you, you, you know. felt like you felt like your 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 uh your verse was better than his verse yeah. I did I thought it was more more culturally relevant I thought it was put together more better. I thought overall it was just more impactful. Mm. You know, I thought, but he was M, so right. they're going to give him that anyway. He said, you know, he could rap, you know, so they're going to give him that. But I thought if you just look at the body of work, compare both of them and not put no names on it, I thought that mine was just better. Would you ever battle him one on one if he if he happens to or somebody try to set something up or he call you for out? For some you? money. For some, for some bread? Yeah, for the bread. <laughs> that's M. Shit, nigga, I'm a, for that bread? Because mm -hmm. you can't really lose. See, I tell niggas all the time, when you nice, you don't really lose the battle. If you look at the battle rappers, 
when two nice battle rappers battle each other, somebody be like, nah, he won, he won. You don't really lose. You mm -hmm. just gotta be trash. If you if a nigga just kill you, yeah. then but if you can rap, you never gonna really lose the battle in this era. Cause you're gonna always have your fans like, nah, my nigga, he killed he killed them. And they gonna still ride with you. And as long as you do good, it ain't no lose. It's a it's a win win. How long it takes you to write a verse? Like twenty minutes. So, have you ever seen my, my my videos of me battling? You ever saw that? <laughs> nah, I seen you. I did see a couple. Who, who you saw me battle? I seen you battle um, Cassidy. Okay. I seen you battle Cassidy. I'm battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah who yeah. else I seen you battle? Damn, I forgot who it was. Was it Goods? You saw my battle. Yeah, I seen I seen a couple. <laughs> you think you can handle me? I'll kill you. Ooh. I was just, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it real, a hundred with you. Cause my eye, my eye, my eye when the battle skits does good. While you was talking, you was sitting here coming I got, up with bar. We, we, we got to come up with a minute. I mean, it's just sixty seconds. I'm just, I just want to see if you can come up. Not now. I'm just saying, mm. like, you know, we could do something in the hallway or something, man. <laughs> a skit. What, what, what do we do? You say you ready? I want to know. You no, ready you already him? ready. Look, he tried. I'm he not ready. ready. No, I'm just, I was thinking. Nah, nah. nah he, he about nah. halfway. Really? He, nah, he about, he about 30 nah, seconds in right now. You can't do that? To, you can't do that? Nah, I'm not going to do it today. Four balls? You can't do four balls? No. Why? Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. You can't do four to eight balls? I could, but you're not. Why not? Nope. He's trying he try to sneak you, right? He's trying to sneak me. <laughs> How? Nah. Man, not today, Flip. Got you. We can set it up. My fault. I'm fine. Don't be scared, man. Do your thing, don't be scared. I'm just saying, I was looking at you thinking about, you know. Some shit. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, G. So, so fast forward now, I heard you got, um your son and your cousin uh, do music now. My son, my... um Or nephew, is it? Is a cousin? My brother and my son. Brother and your son. Got you. They both dope, too. Little brother. So how you feel about that, them doing music? I love him, man. My little brother's one of the most fucking lyrical people I ever heard. Like, his... Punchlines is phenomenal. My son got his own little wave, you know what I'm saying? He got that mm. new wave, but he, it has substance in it, so. And he just getting better and better every day, so. What kind of dad are you, though, as far as his, his career? Are, are you you playing manager, or you? I'm I'm letting him dictate. I'm letting him work. Because mm, nice. he think, oh, you dad, you know this person. Nah, you got to put your work in. Mm. I'm not giving you nothing easy. When you show me that you're working, cool. Then I'm, you know, when I see that you see, like, I see that he look like he's serious now. So, you know, I'm going to step in and tweak shit and get him the right places and make sure the shit right. But I just had to make sure he was serious and not just like, well, my dad is a rapper, let me rap. Right, right. Nah, we ain't doing that. Like, if you're serious about it and you're putting your own money, time, energy, and you putting real shit into it, then I'll support anything you do. Why, why you took out the, uh, you had a, a Don Q and A Boogie question. What happened? You, you answered that? I didn't see it. Nah, I just... Because <laughs> I saw the block party every year, hybrid. So what happened to the question, G? Nah, G, I ain't just... removing questions and shit. What's up with you, G? I, I ain't really had nothing too crazy on that one. Oh, you just wanted to ask how you felt about them? Nah, I mean, I, you know, I, I know he's from Highbridge. I want to just, you know, but I didn't want to ask a, a regular, right. you know. That was a good question, actually. The throwaway question. Those the boys. Those are my young boys, man. I fuck with them the long. Yeah, that's it, though. I, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, 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 it on a positive note, I heard, you do, I heard you do like a block party or something every year too, as well yeah. in the hybrids. You, you got some? You want to talk about that? Um, yeah, it's Merriam Day. Like, um, I do it. I think we're going on our fifth annual next year. We've been doing four years straight, man. It's just something to bring the, the community together, give the kids. We do face painting, basketball games, give out food, give out toys. You know what I'm saying? Just a whole day of just community engagement. You know, some some years we lock the whole block off. 
some years we just do the park, but it's people that haven't been in the hood in years, they all come back, they wait. Like, oh, when's Merriam Day? Mm. So they, it's like you you see people that ain't been there in like 10, 15 years, and they all come to the block. You know, and it's a good day. We don't have no problems, no fights. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just, it's like one of those days that everybody, like, look, we got to be on our best behavior. Right, right. Until the cops come, and like they're killing out the park because it's, <laughs> it's, it's dusk. And that's usually when the most issues come because they're like, yo, why are you fucking with us? We just chilling. You know, but they're like, nah, y'all can't. There's a thousand niggas in this park. Y'all got to mm-hmm. get out. But other than that, it's a dope day. It's, it's a certain day to, uh, uh, the year that you got I do usually it do it like the second the second um, Saturday in August. Gotcha. Oh, Got you, got you to come this year, man. Yeah. Well, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared of the Bronx. I can't. You I good. Can't. When you with me, you good. I hate Flip. the Bronx. I hate the Bronx. Flip, you good. You there, good, man. Flip. It crazy. I had trouble with the Bronx as a kid. I ain't going back over there. Now nah, you good. Well, when I was younger, they told I wasn't from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, I didn't like that, man. They, they try to talk fights with you in the street. That's some bugged out stuff. Man. Yeah, everywhere, man. I know, but yeah. Trouble yeah. follows you, Flip. <laughs> I have two more questions for you. Um, the the. the, the, the the first question is, you know, what was up with uh, the uh, Luke, uh, the Lucas joint, join the Lucas situation? It wasn't no situation. It was just, it was hip hop. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I think Join Lucas is a dope artist, you know, and um, he felt some type of way because when he was battling Tory, you know, that sick when Tory came with that verse, I was like, nah, I ain't gonna lie, my nigga. Like, I mm-hmm. fuck with Joiner, but Tory might have bodied him. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. Like, he might have killed him. And then he came on my page like, oh, you just mad. Because I had remixed his um, I'm Not a Racist. And niggas was fucking with it. Niggas, a lot of people was like, yo, this shit might be better than original. So he was he took that personal. I just remixed it because I love the concept. But I just felt like the way he was talking about it didn't come from the perspective of a real young black nigga in the hood. Like, the way we be thinking. He made it seem like, White niggas just, we just stupid, we dumb, we glorified negativity, we niggas, and he was using all this type of shit to, to understand why black, white people don't fuck with black people, but the way you was talking about the black nigga didn't make sense. It was like, nigga, we got real issues with y'all, but you never, he never talked about that, so I felt like I was more versed to talk about that than he was, so I took that and I made a verse out of it, and you know, and it got, everybody was fucking with it, so he, he's like, oh, you, you just mad because you didn't make up, I'm not a racist. You still mad that you didn't come up with the idea. So I'm like, what? You mad because I said Tory versus better. So I'm like, all right, well, listen, let me jump in this now. You you don't open the door because I wasn't even going to say nothing. But I, let me get a little target practice, you know what I'm saying? So I threw a verse out there. He didn't want to respond. I knew he wasn't going to respond because it didn't make sense. Uh, and last question, what is where do we go from here? What is where do we go from here? Do I mean where, my song? Where are we going from here? What oh, are, I mean, listen, message? man, I got so many different things. I got a mixtape dropping on Martin Luther King Day. Mm. Um, I got a whole civil rights organization that I co-founded with um, three of my partners: Tamika Mallory, Angelo Pinto, Linda Sasso. We create our own civil rights organization. I got an initiative called Raising Kings, where I go to different schools and deal with at-risk youth. I'm cre- creating a whole curriculum, mm. you know, called the King Curriculum, which I'm building young men and retraining them about manhood because if you look at these young dudes, what they think manhood is now is not even really what it is. So I'm creating a whole a whole agenda and a whole right to passage for young kids in school. Um, 
what else? Also starting an anti-violence organization that I want to start in um, inter- a violence interrupter organization where mm. pretty much we take the young dudes that's in the hood that ain't got nothing to do, but they got street credibility and they out there doing bullshit, utilize that same mentality to stop the violence instead of being the ones, and we paying them to do it. Because the bottom mm. line is most niggas just want to get paid. You know, the niggas on the corner doing all that bullshit. If you pay them to be the niggas that's stopping the violence, that's like, yo, we ain't beefing. And we getting money and we, we hiring them, the dudes that come home from jail, the young kids that's coming home from jail, the older dudes that got their mind hood, we trying to employ and take back our community. So those is the, the major three initiatives that I'm working on right now. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but... Um, and I'm going to Mississippi. You know, you heard about what's happening in the jails in Mississippi where they got the riots. Mm. You know, they just, they about eight people are dead in Mississippi right now. They on lockdown, they have big riots. You know, it's been all over. So I'm going, doing, we doing a major action at the jail on Saturday. Wow. So I'm flying out there tomorrow. I don't know if you know this, that's, that's dope. Uh, there was a guy up here, I don't know if you, you probably heard of him, named Sai Mehta. We interviewed him. Yeah. And we were talking about Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And it sort of went viral on YouTube. There was a lot of blogs that, because people got mad because I said I wanted to do a Malcolm X debate mm-hmm. uh, with ten people um, in a, a secluded area, not with not without a crowd. Because the guy Garfield that was on there stated that um, you know some things that just was a little crazy about Malcolm X. You know he felt that he burnt his own crib and all this type of crazy stuff. And then you know Nation Islam responded saying that they need to be a part of this debate. And oh yeah, my brother Nuri Muhammad probably definitely should have been a part of that. It didn't happen yet. Okay, Nuri, Nuri, Nuri came up because he was he was he was up here like a couple of weeks doing interviews based on the, the you know the whole they killed Malcolm X theory. So I seen him on the Breakfast Club. I know he did Vlad TV. So mm-hmm. he's making this round. So Nuri is definitely somebody that y'all if y'all was gonna have it. What do you know? You know anything about Malcolm X? I know a lot about Malcolm X. What do you mean a lot? I know a lot. I mean, okay. If I invite you, would you come? I would. I mean, I would speak only speak on things I know. I won't speak on things that I'm not, you know, information that I'm not privy to or that I heard third, fourth party that I don't know directly. But if you're invited by me, would you? Would you? I attend? would participate. Just understand. You would participate. Yeah. I don't mind participating. Are you sure? Why not? I'm just asking you. I mean, Sarnet. I mean, like, if you uh, when you have time when you're on a plane because they have Wi-Fi now. I don't know if you take a JetBlue. But you could type in uh, Sanetta. Malcolm X and then... Sanetta. Sanetta interviewed me a few times. Me and Sanetta is cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sanetta. I'm just saying that if you interviewed Malcolm you know, a lot of people made blogs on it. And their name came up a couple of times. You know, you should get mice on there. You should get mice on there. So I just wanted to know okay. that if, you know, if I put a debate together, it's going to be a private. It's not a, I feel like, and I'm going to say, I feel like a crowd, right? Too much emotions when it comes to Malcolm X. It I is. don't want. I don't want to be in the middle of some type of crazy, strong Bronx niggas, Harlem niggas, and I'm not, I'm not in the middle. You just of that. want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I just want to hear what people opinion. No, for real, it get real. No, I get hurt. Niggas kill you about, about Malcolm B. Huh? Niggas kill you about Malcolm. <laughs> I know. I know. You're serious, B. My, my son told me with the school and the teacher told him because they stopped when I was in school, and they, you know, Mr. Johnson, shout out to you because your man reached out to you about an old teacher, my oh. my African American history teacher, Mr. Johnson from Van Buren. Right. He's going to be a part of the debate. But a lot of people, when I was younger, they talked about Malcolm, but it was minute. But now my son said they took it completely out of the books. They don't wow. teach about Malcolm X anymore. Oh, they took Malcolm out the books? Yeah, they said that because it causes issues. 
So, you know, he got. You know, I'm telling niggas to kill you, but Malcolm. Okay, yeah. Well, that's my final answer. <laughs> so, I got you, you know, I got you saying it on here, hopefully, because, you know, I ain't going to diss you on records or diss you, come at you in blogs, but if you don't do it, I will be upset because you gave me your word. No, I'll be there. People. All right, cool. All right, don't, don't, don't be on your phone while I'm talking to you. So. You're doing yeah. good, man. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Get out of here, man. I'm impressed. impressed. I mean, have you ever talked about your childhood before in an interview? Nah. Yeah, exactly. We do things different. So yeah, did a little. Yeah, y'all got a don't little more depth. Don't say little, bro. <laughs> little is diminishing. Nah, listen to me. You did a little more than I normally would. Oh. Not saying you did your little thing. Mm. If I say that you got your little park, now nah, I get that. That's diminishing. That's <laughs> I like diminishing. that real quick. So not for sale. What is yeah. that? Is that so your not brand for sale? Or? It's a brand that was started by my partner, um, little man. He started like four or five years ago, and um, we partnered up in it. Like you know, he had gave me a hat. And and I I wasn't really wearing the hat at first, and when I went to do Funkmaster Flex freestyle, I was like, I'm not gonna brand some shit that ain't mine's on this, cause I know I knew where the freestyle was gonna go for me. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I want to brand some shit that makes sense. So when I saw the hat, I'm like, that's that shit really fits who I am. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I want to do some partnership with you on this shit. And he's like, yo, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And mm. then from there, we've just been. You had a mixtape too, or something like with, with the. Is it the same? Um, I see something on your on your page. Yeah, I'm about so, to drop. So no, I'm, right. I'm dropping on Martin Luther King Day. Give me your social media where they can find you, yes, man. Sir. Appreciate you coming to flip the script, but give me your social media. Oh, uh, my stuff. social media is um, my son N Y S O N N E N Y General on on Instagram, on Twitter is at my son N Y S O N N E. My Facebook is the same thing. You know, follow me. I got my YouTube channel that I start. I'm about to. I'm probably gonna have you on my motherfucking podcast in a minute. Yeah, well, you I know, work for the I, people. I don't do podcasts, but I come up there. Now you are gonna come up there? Yeah. Oh, we are gonna bring you up there. You know, that'd, that'd, be the, that'd be the even first show. Ex, even exchange never a robbery, baby. Oh, yeah, facts, you know facts, facts. You gave me your word. I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna call you about that Malcolm joint. Oh, G, don't tell G. Oh. G, G, I know, I, G. You, you doing his show, bro? Yeah, you doing his show? Bro? Yeah, man. Why not? He don't do nobody's show. Yeah, that's my guy. But you know what that means? He called me, the man hit me, said, yo, you my brother, my nigga. You can't tell me I'm your brother and don't do my well, hold show. On, hold on, hold on. If he tell you he doing his show, you know what that means for you? What? You cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> cool, man. Doing nah, show. I'm cool. You doing his show, bro? You said I was cool, though. I would. I would. I would. If say, yo, flip, I need you, I go there. I, I don't do it. I try to, you know, minimize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, if he say, yo, flip, I need you, I'm, I'm going up there. Yeah, Because I would want, because, you know, he said he going to be a part of the Malcolm X joint. That was it. I didn't expect him to say that. You got to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he signed <laughs> off. Shout out to, yeah, yeah, G, my fault. Shout, yeah. shout out to Michelle one time. You know what I'm saying? Michelle one time. Michelle, Michelle, yeah. one, time. Michelle one time. Michelle one time. That's, that's the last. Name. It is one time. It's one time. <laughs> that's, that's her name now. We yeah, hit Michelle up. one time. Oh, uh, wow. You know, I, I, well, I came up with that. Another classic joint. Shout out to my sponsor today, man. Trap safely on on Instagram at <laughs> at uh, <laughs> Trap Safely NYC. <laughs> the clothing brand. I'm saying shout out to them. Uh, they, they do photo shoots, videos, etc. All that. You know what I'm saying? Take risk and prosper. That's that's. Why the, you gotta do the reading part, bro? I didn't pay extra for that, bro. I'm showing people I can read. I went to college, man. Oh, you know you what I'm did, saying? You did, you did. Five Towns College, you know what I mean? Holy yeah. Cross High yeah. School. What up, There man? you go. You know what I mean? 
What's up? What we gotta do? Shout out to uh, Basco and Ebok. Shout out to Ebok. Shout out to the homies, yeah, of course. And you know, Ebok, you know, he come in and he makes sure things is moving around. You know what I'm saying? We're working on a big project. You know, I try to, you know, we're gonna talk out there a little bit. I'm trying to but get Don't you. try to get me on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't You know, but shout out to Ebok. We gotta show him love, man. Yeah. Um, he's out here putting a lot of work in behind the scenes, man. You know, keep the studio running. And shout out to Basco as well. Basco bought the shredder for me to handle some business, Paul. That's easy. And, you know, shout out to, shout out to the homies, man. But, yeah. 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 All right. You want me to stand up and model like last time? Nah, nah, nah. It was Queen Flip, You know, everybody actually why I say URLTV.TV. It's just me paying, paying homage. homage to Smack because in 2013, he allowed me to use his brand and promote myself, and it gave me a platform. A bigger platform in order for me to generate revenue. So I always say that. Right. No, I don't have a stake with URL, but it's like paying homage to Smack because that means a lot to me because it was a time in my life where I felt that, you know, I was very stagnant before I went viral in 2015. So, you know, for those two years, I was doing battle rap blogs and stuff, and Smack allowed me to come to events and be a part of things and put oh, me in yeah. a position to get money. So I always, that's why I always say that. People are like, you all got a stake in URL? No, I don't. But hmm. Queen Flip, URLTV.TV, remember lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds, and if you see a nigga like my son on your lawn, you don't need a firearm, but do not let him in. He means harm, but you can sit on your lawn. I'm from Queens. <laughs> <laughs>